0: Let's do this! Hello and welcome to the Friday Fry movie podcast. Hello, I'm Ooh,
1: Gavin. I'm
0: Ian. Uh, and we're just having a little drink here on a... It's Friday, so it, it's it's okay. It's okay. It's okay if it's and Friday. It's after midnight. That's right, that's right. I've got a cutoff time. Like, like, what what's decent before you can have a glass of whiskey? It's five minutes after I arrive. Right, right? It's pretty much, yes. <laughs> but I think, like, you know, like, after 4 p.m., that's considered relatively decent.
1: That's not what we did for Probably, probably, but that's I think great, I think right.
0: some people got a kick out of it though. Just like those who, <laughs> you know, who find you know you know drunken rambling very entertaining. I'm sure they had a great time with it. Anyway, On this week's
1: show we'll be reviewing Jurassic World, Young Ones, and that's it.
0: That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, pretty, that's pretty. That's pretty up to date. Yeah. You you've been uh, getting a lot of invites, yes. <laughs> as uh, as you've been very happy to post. Yeah. uh it's if you'd like to get in touch with us for any reason you can email us at podcast at com. that's podcast at mccappinfries.com and if you want to keep track on when the podcasts go up updates uh, we're
1: also on twitter at Fries. that's
0: right. right um so yeah it's a, it s- been it's some uh, jumping into some sad news been a sad couple of days uh let's talk about um i mean Christopher Lee passed away, but uh, let's talk about Ron Moody first, because mm. we're probably going to take just a little bit more time yeah. with uh, Christopher Lee. But uh, Ron Moody also passed away very sadly. He was uh, Fagin in Oliver. Um, the one that everyone knows from Christmas Time on BBC. Yes, yes. Uh, but but you know, uh, it's it's one of the, it's one of those bizarre things where you're just kind of known for. As, as Fagin from Oliver, but the truth is, the guy worked his entire career. Yeah,
1: I didn't know he was still alive.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I mean, he hasn't. Um, it's been a few years since he's done anything, but uh, he worked consistently. He was um, a very, very well, well-respected character actor, and um, did a lot of TV. I mean, he appeared in everything from, you know, the old Avengers to uh, Starsky and Hutch, Murder She Wrote, EastEnders, Holby City, all that stuff. He was also the voice of Toad and the animals of Farthing Wood. And um, he also worked with Mel Brooks in um, the 12 Chairs opposite uh, Mel Brooks and Frank Mangella. I was in the bill. Casualty. There you go. I beat that. Boy kept going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's your weird look on your face? No, i Did you did you see a, a weird looking credit? So <laughs> looking at
1: the bill that said like, you know, nineteen ninety eight two thousand. You got sidetracked into the bill. <laughs> yeah, like he wasn't in the bill for like all of it, was no, he? <laughs> like, no, no, it, no. We're talking it, about guest it, appearances. That's how long the TV show ran for, I guess.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's in it t- three times, so. anyway, R.I.P. man. I did like you and Oliver. I liked everyone in Oliver. Yeah. Oliver one of the few sort of um, musicals that I can actually stomach. I don't. I don't mind it. As once once oh, once I, once, once I get it into my it. head that it's a comedy, it's all good. Slapping <laughs> <laughs> at orphans is what he is. I know when Oliver Reed just starts slapping the shit out of people, I'm just like, Jesus, this is awesome. <laughs> Finally, the producers gave a note. <laughs> it's getting a little slow here. Oliver just hit something. Yeah. Um, and also, other, se- and then moving on to, of course, Christopher Lee. Yeah. So apparently
1: he passed away at the age of 93 on Sunday. He had uh, respiratory problems in Hackfield.
0: Good innings, so, man. Really good innings. Good
1: he innings. Just, he only released the death metal album last year, right?
0: No, I thought it was. I thought it was like a couple of years ago, right? Was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well,
0: they only finished the like I'm, su- a year I'm surprised it took him that long to do a death metal. I mean, the thing about Christopher Lee is that he's looked the same age for like the last 20 years. Yeah, not long ago. So yeah. you, you just always naturally assumed he was like 100 yeah. or something. So he always felt immortal. Well, <laughs> and assumed it's good that
1: when he turned up on for the Lord of the Rings, that's just how he dresses. Pretty much, pretty much. Like, I mean,
0: like there might have been like a slight wardrobe change. Yeah. But aside from that, you know, that's, that's the dude. Um, I mean, just uh, been thinking about some of the uh, performances that he's given. That's worth mentioning. Of course, Dracula. Yes. Um, Think of the Draculas. You know, to me, he was always Dracula. I had I had no idea who Bella Lugosi was until I saw Edward. Yeah. You know, so. Um, it would be the same late night channel four, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but to me, it's but to me, Christopher Lee was always was always Dracula. And when I was a kid, I closed my eyes, I imagined Dracula. It's fucking Christopher Lee. Yeah. Um, With um, Grandma Tarkin behind him somewhere. <laughs> Gra- Grandma. Moff- <laughs> um no 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 i know what's this <laughs> <laughs> oh you fuck peter cushing <laughs> 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 uh, <my laughs> grandma Tarkin. it's like when you're not ready for that name it really throws you yeah. it's like fucking george lucas goes always- to saba for a weekend and suddenly comes up with a, with a whole bunch of star wars <laughs> names I'm more, I'm, more, I'm
1: more worried that grandma Tarkin runs up my tongue quicker than um, i forgot it
0: again <laughs> peter cushing <laughs> 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 Grandma Tarkin. oh uh, shit! <laughs> great role, great role, great name, great yeah. name. Oh, yeah, I take it back, George. <laughs> you're you're all smarts. <laughs> um, any, any, anything you want to bring up, like Christopher Lee, like roles? I got I got some roles yeah, here I want to yeah, yeah, I want to yeah. mention.
1: I was gonna say like uh, it was great that like Terry Pratchett always said that death in his books he always thought it would sound like Christopher Lee. So even though I think it was different production companies and different channels put on different productions, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. like The Color of Magic, and a few other, I think he did Mort as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Some of the David Jason in them, none of them had very good effects, but mm-hmm. Death was always the voice of Christopher, and yeah, it was always perfect.
0: It works, it works brilliantly. I mean, the guy had an amazing voice, yeah. just Hobbit. like, uh, you know, like some, some of the, like some of his voiceovers yeah. in, in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, not so much in the Hobbit, but in the Lord of the Rings trilogy, some of the voiceovers were just amazing, like perfect, perfectly suited.
1: And he did it in the Hobbit video games as well, like he wasn't against, like, the Hobbit to a lot of
0: the games so. uh, there was this uh, funny story like he, it, was, the if, Jab- he
1: was the jabberwocky in alice in wonderland
0: Tim yes one. yes yes um i'm I, that. I i saw that um one of the funniest i mean like if you if you uh, have seen the extended editions of the lord of the rings mm-hmm. then you've probably also gone through all the exhaustive behind the scenes stuff and that funny story that peter jackson tells when he was directing Christopher Lee is like a, kind of like a, when Saruman dies and he gets stabbed mm. before he fall, plummets to his death, and Peter Jackson directed him on how he would like Christopher Lee to react after getting stabbed, yes. and uh, Christopher Lee was like, you know, Peter, that's that's not what happens when you get stabbed. I mean, I can't do a Christopher Lee voice, I'm not going to try. You know, you don't make a noise, because <laughs> all of the wind and oxygen is going out of your body, so it's like a <gasps> And Peter Jackson was just like, I'm not going to argue with this fucking guy, <laughs> so... <laughs> he wasn't he wasn't directed on that particular scene. But of course, like we've been talking about it uh been talking about the character of Saruman, that that's probably the character he'll be most known known for, especially. He nailed
1: in, it. He's fucking amazing
0: for it. Mm-hmm. But I mean like for for future generations, yeah, that's probably what it is. Fuck kanduku Fuck kanduku. No no, that's not on my list. No. <laughs> that's not my, that's not on my list. Uh Lord uh Summer Isle from The Wicker Man. Oh yes. Freaky shit. Yeah. <laughs> was he? Was
1: he? Like, he was more than just Lord Somerhal, right? Well, he was the producer or something like that. He was heavily involved in that. I remember because he was talking about it all the time. When I tried
0: probably, to probably. Well. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, you must see it. Yeah, and not you the know, one where. Nicolas no, Cage no, no, not, not the Nicolas Cage is. one. I mean, although I would recommend watching the Nicholas Cage one as the well, movies. but for entirely different yeah. reasons. know, yeah, the Nicholas Cage one is essentially a comedy. Yeah. Um, whereas the original Wicker Man, even if. Even if, like, you spend 70% of the film going, what the
1: fuck? You still get a bit of... Brit the last you, the a, last... you get a good bit of actor naked dancing in the living room.
0: The last like, oh, 10 man. minutes alone is worth the yeah. price of admission. It's just one of the most... It's in, like, Horrific, form, in horrific moments yeah. in, in, in modern horror. modern as fuck. Um, so, yeah, please see that if you haven't seen it.
1: Yeah, so welcome uh, to this world, Weird Sisters, soul music.
0: Um, I was a fan of... Um, the Gormangas TV series. Oh,
1: yeah? I couldn't get into it. I remember watching it and thinking I, I wanted to be into this, but it was just... I was I was into
0: it because I, I had seen a staged version mm-hmm. uh, a few years before the TV series came out and loved the stage stage version. Yeah. I thought it was amazing. Prior to that, I had no no idea what Gormenghast was. So, uh, when the TV series came out, I was very interested in it and I really, really liked it. I was completely stoned for every episode. You know, and, and I, and, and, I ha, him, and, and I and I haven't seen it since. Yeah. So maybe, but I remember his, his. I remember him as uh, Flay Yes. In that.
1: Because it was. It's all these weird. They all live in different parts of the castle, right? And yeah. The, 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 the yeah. shit. What's his name? The guy who was in the Dracula TV show recently.
0: Uh, Jonathan Rhys Yeah, he
1: was the like up and coming guy who yeah. was going to try and take over the whole place and yeah. the kitchen, so Yeah. I remember watching one or two, and I'm like. That's
0: weird. That's yeah. Weird. Uh, and of course, Scaramanga. Scaramanga.
1: The man with the golden nipple.
0: Uh, I mean, if there, was, if there was ever an actor who was born to be a Bond villain. Yes. It was Christopher <laughs> Um Yeah, the man with the golden gun.
1: I'm still just scrolling through his... No, it's... DVD ...pages. He was in Captain America 2, Death Too Soon, in 1979. He played Miguel.
0: I had no idea there was a Captain America 2. <laughs> Um But anyway, I mean, very sad. Yeah. Um, this is one guy that... But he had a great run. He had a great run. Really good innings. I mean, you know, you're just being selfish as a fan. Yeah. You know, you just want you just want these people to live forever. Yeah, it's like, like every now and then I YouTube like Robin Robin Williams videos, and it just pisses me off (laughs) that that it just because you know there's something about his energy that feels so present that it just pisses you off that they're not around anymore. That's all. Energy is no longer in
1: the world.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So uh, what I uh, the promise that I'm making to myself Mm -hmm. is that. because of in honor of Christopher Lee's passing, uh-huh. I'm gonna watch *The Face of Fu Manchu* and *The Brides of Fu Manchu*.
1: Because uh, I haven't
0: seen these movies and I can't fucking believe I haven't seen them. Yeah, yeah. Christopher Lee as Fu Manchu. I must see that. It's no matter cool. how racist it is. It's it going is very, very racist. Um, and, and, and there's some racist stuff I want to talk about later, actually, like to do with um, some of the stuff Marvel's been doing. It's not racist, but yeah. in in in, yeah, in I, I have an idea
1: that's worth talking. About.
0: In light of the recent stuff that's been going on with Cameron Crowe's Aloha, I think it's interesting to uh, bring that shit up. So, so you, you take
1: notes when you watch those because I'm gonna expect reviews of Fu Manchu and *The Bride of Fu Manchu. Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I'm. How can you not want? How can you not want to watch *The Bride*, of Fu Man, the, *The Brides of Fu Manchu? I was I was talking to a friend of mine in Singapore. where, where we're developing a horror film for ne- for next for next year and. He wants to well, like, and we're watching like uh, like horror movies, like just different random horror movies Because I like, I watch a lot of horror movies, but he doesn't yeah. So I was like saying, oh, we should watch, you know, he's like, should we watch Dracula? Like, the Hammer Studios Dracula? I'm like, why not? Yeah. You know, let's watch it And so he was asking a friend of his, have you got Dracula? And he's like, how about the thousand virgins of, uh, you know, yeah. the, the thousand virgin brides of Dracula? Yeah. You know, and my, my friend's like, have you heard of this? I'm like, no, it sounds amazing, you <laughs> know <I mean>, uh, <laughs> And then when we get there, the guy's like, "Dude, I was just fucking kidding." <laughs> I'm like, "How can you? How could you think that was real?" It's like, "Who's to say?" I mean, you, I said, "No, there is something." There there's is. something like that. Yeah. I remember hearing something like that. You know, I'm, I'm a, I can't believe you would dangle that title in front of me, yeah. and then like, the "Oh, th- I just made it up." What the fuck? Without the just anything with the word "virgin." Yeah, I got the brides of Dracula. I don't know how brides. virgin. Uh Another thing, uh, that, um... Are we done with Christopher Lee? Yeah,
1: I think we're done with
0: that. Uh, I just want to talk very briefly, like, uh, David Letterman retired. Yeah. Uh, this was actually, I mean, it's it's not new news. It's just that it's the first time. It's not new news. It's not new news. It's old, old news. It's, it's relatively old news, yeah. but it's still, um... Did you watch the last show? Uh, yeah, yeah. I did, I did. Uh, it was very cool. Was um, it? Was it, actually, it was actually good, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, like, his last week was... Uh, there, were, there were there was a lot of cool things about the last week because different people were coming in to per, you know basically pay tribute to the guy, yeah. and um, you really get a sense of um, the impact that he had left um, on late night talk television, yeah. uh, as opposed to like say when Leno left, yeah. um, because nobody came out saying you know Leno influenced me and all that. Yeah. Nobody nobody burst into tears when Leno left. Um, and I'm not saying who's a better host or anything. I mean, if you're a Leno fan, then fine. Yeah, but Letterman was a zanier but, right? but Letterman was the the guy that inspired a lot of, um, like, the, the the format of um, late-night late talk television, particularly in America, was, was very much the foundation of it, the comedy foundation of it, yeah. was very much laid by Letterman. Yeah, because yeah. prior to Letterman, it was Johnny Carson, who was very straight-laced, very classic, but, you know, still like a... You know, smooth as silk, a real pro. But Letterman was the first person to introduce absurdity, yeah, into it, um, and straight-faced absurdity, and fidgeting, and fidgeting. You know, and and the thing is, is that I like I loved that about him. Like, yeah. I mean, like he got a lot of shit when he hosted the Oscars, but I fucking thought he was hilarious. You know, I mean, just that slight awkwardness. Yeah. It's like an old Michael Sarah almost, yeah. slightly. Um, and you either liked it or you didn't. Yeah. But um, he was the first talk show host to basically do a talk show where he looked like you he know enjoying, he looked like he wasn't sure if he wanted to be there uh, you know and and there was this whole idea of the way like he would talk to guests like if the guests were being a pain in the ass he would put them in their place he he didn't uh, and he was very clever about how he yeah. did it and what was very funny about not funny but more sort of heartfelt interesting about the last week was that some of the people that he had kind of, kind of antagonized and supposedly annoyed, or gotten into fights with in his show, also came on the show? So, like, you know, Cher. There was this famous interview with Cher, where she's like, you know, you're, you're a real fucking asshole, yeah. in, the, in the middle of the, uh, in the middle of the show, and she came back in the, in the last, in the, in one of the last episodes to call him an asshole again and give him a kiss on the cheek, you know. So that, that was, that was kind of cool. Also, um, you know, Madonna, who he had that famous, like, sort of very aggressive interview with, um, she came back. So there were a lot of moments like that. Norm Macdonald, who was uh, a favorite of his, yeah. he came back and Norm Macdonald started choking up. It's like the first time I've seen Norm Macdonald express any kind of real emotion. <laughs> do, you, <laughs> you know? do you
1: follow him on Twitter?
0: Um, not really, no.
1: He has like, a, cause it, have you been listening to, have you checked out his show, the, 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 pod, the YouTube podcast? The podcast, yeah, 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 yeah. Because like sometimes he'll, just, he'll start talking about like when the Saturday Night Live was on, mm. the, the 40th anniversary thing. Yeah. He just went on things like, you know, I don't know if I can talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it and I have to delete the tweets. And he just went on like 40, 50 tweets talking about like some shit also behind the scenes of a live show and stuff like that. And then, you know, just very heartfelt Twitter story a little bit about Eddie Murphy, you know, why he didn't want to do more gags and kind of stuff and then just delete the whole thing.
0: Yeah, he and said- he also he
1: also live tweets sports. So you constantly get updates on games that you don't know anything about.
0: Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's, he's a crazy sports fan. Though. No, but he was... Uh, it was... I, I recommend watching it. I mean like um also um the other late night talk shows Conan O'Brien, Jimmy Kimmel, um especially Jimmy Kimmel especially was very emotional. Um and you know like uh, Jimmy Fallon and they all pretty much did the same thing. They were like, Don't watch us. Watch him. Watch him. That's you know, um and you can watch us next week. It's yeah. You know, he you know, I mean, like, you know, like like as Conan said, you know, like, you know, I want you to record this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um but it was very nice to see all of those tributes. So, like, if if you're at all fa- if you're at all interested in that, I recommend checking them out on YouTube. There's some really really touching stuff there. I had Golden? no idea that um, that he was responsible for giving Ray Romano um, the sitcom. Everybody loves oh, is Raymond. Oh, is, it, is that a World Wide pants? That was production? a World Wide pants. No, because it was this thing where Ray Romano was on, and he started fucking getting emotional as well, I was standing in that spot where my life changed, my family's life changed, <laughs> you know, I, I didn't realize that he, that he had done so much for so many people, like Conan yeah. O'Brien also was telling the same story about yeah. how there's no way in hell that he would still be around if it wasn't for Letterman, because he took over Letterman, mm-hmm. and the reviews were horrible, he was going to get shit-canned, and Letterman, who at the time was the biggest thing in, in, uh, uh, the, the in late-night talk, yeah. talk, uh, talk shows in, in the States, called up and asked to be a guest. Uh-huh. and this was on Nbc yeah. you know like after after he had left Nbc in a you know a, not on the yeah, best yeah. of terms so there's they gave just it to Lenor, right? yeah they gave it to leno yeah and so there are all of these like things stories that come out yeah. of the woodwork because of the guy cool. and you know I mean he's yes of course he's mellowed <laughs> yeah he's not you know you, you just need to see the uh some of the stuff that he did like in the 80s and early 90s to know that he's not as R- no not as um i was gonna say not as uh just um, a tongued, tongued like he would really have no mercy on some of these uh on some of the guests whereas yeah. like after a while you kind of saw but like when he gets excited like there are certain guests that bring out the best in him so like yeah. norm Macdonald, i highly recommend youtubing the uh bob euchre stories that norm Macdonald tells on letterman i think you mentioned this they're fucking hysterical. If you like that, they'll lead to other shit. Have you seen... Uh, the,
1: the last thing I watched them on was uh, they had Hatsune Miku, you know, this kind of virtual reality singer from Japan. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know, I don't, I, think, I don't think it's an actual singer's voice, I think it actually, is, like, coming from a computer, but it's a 3D hologram thing. Yes, yes. I'm, it's a living anime. Yes, it's, so, an, it's annoying as shit. Yes, yeah, so they had that on, <laughs> at the end of it, it's like, that was just standing there like... So that was that. <laughs> <laughs> that's like straight to you know, it's the best just,
0: could right You know, it's just like, no, I mean he's and that's why I've always been a fan of yeah, right? the, uh, the, the face just said to open this shit. And uh yeah, I mean I've I've been a fan I've been I've he's been my favorite talk show host ever since I was 16. Like the first time I went to the States now 16, it was the first time uh, I saw so him and, and he fucking cr- um, you know I mean like there there are different there are, there are different types types yeah. but as far as American uh, late night talk show hosts go yeah you like he's my favorite and it's sad I, was, I was I was I was surprised how sad I was Brilliant. to see him fucking go. <laughs> Keeping
1: it with TV um, nice news this week The Walking Dead Shane um, has been cast as John Byrne. Burnthal has been cast as the Punisher in Daredevil season two. That's
0: right. This is awesome news. Uh, there's this uh, artist uh, on called Boss Logic. Boss Logic? Um, who is, who did a cool piece of uh, fan art with um, Burnthal as um, already as, as the Punisher. With, nice. Because um, I think he ends on Twitter
1: with him and his dog and a copy of the Punisher. Yeah, and yeah. A, I mean, you still haven't seen the end of Daredevil,
0: have you? Uh, no, no, I haven't seen past episode four. I yeah. think it was. But yeah, this is a like a small taste of it. And, yeah. and it works. Yeah, yeah, it works. He, he's you know. he's going
1: to be a good Frank Castle.
0: He's going to be a really good Frank Castle. You know, you, you know, he's got the don't hair. You know, he's got the he's got the the right sort of look for it. You do. Yeah. Frank Castle kept. I mean, like I, I, I mean, I until I see John Berntl. I, I'm, I'll always defend Thomas Jane. Mm. I think Thomas Jane was a very good Punisher. I think the movie was just bad. Yeah. You know. Hey, oh, hey. hey Terry. There's my father-in-law hello, Terry. Sure. Say hello. Say hello, Dad. <laughs> Say hello to the mic. You're all on tape. I, yeah. I didn't know you were home. i <laughs> yeah. in.
1: That's been the regular Terry minute with Terry. Starring. Terry. Starring. Terry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> well, we t- Yeah, <laughs> John Burnthal. John yeah. Burnthal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea he was home. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't
1: know where uh, 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 the editor He keeps parking the car
0: in different places. <laughs> it's <laughs> <like> <laughs> He jumped over the back of all Ninja style. He's just like, he's like William, he's like Family Guy's William Shatner. (laughs) What do you want to do, boys? (laughs) Yeah,
1: so this is good news, but it's interesting, I wonder how much Punisher we're going to get. I mean, Kingpin was one villain for the first season, so will we have Punisher as a villain, or just
0: be a kind of a team on Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You're going to go pick Mom up? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I think uh, that... Well, it'll probably, they'll probably follow the comic, you know? I mean, he'll just, I think it's a good way to reintroduce the character. Hmm. Um, Someone. He'll, well, maybe, maybe we'll as him to kill him. Yeah, no. Or he'll probably, you know, he'll probably just be like this one of other guy, like just this other fucking vigilante. At first, at first, they, they're enemies, and then towards, Actually, towards the end of the season, they'll probably they realize, hey, we're... F- we're, we both had the same enemy. Because right? that Daredevil
1: review, you can totally see the sniper going around just picking up the back.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it, I think it's a really clever way to yeah. reintroduce the character because the movies have not been great. Yeah. Um, and they've struggled to come up with a way to make the Punisher accessible. And that's part of the problem is that the Punisher, like Daredevil, is an R-rated character. Or yeah. he or he's at the very least a, a 15 rated characters, so I think it's, it's smart that they're going through Netflix, because I think they realize that's the only way to do Punisher properly, because yeah. if, if you try and like have it be all mainstream, like try and do another movie, it's just not going to work, they're not ready for that sort of shit yet. Exactly. I think, de- I mean, a lot I think will ride on Deadpool, actually, because yeah. Deadpool is the first R-rated uh, comic book movie in a very long time, yeah. you know, since Watchmen. Yeah. Um, and they wrapped there recently. Yeah, so we're it'll. The so yeah. it'll be really interesting to see how that does, and if that does well, then yeah. you know it might open some doors for something. Well, we're all getting it. older, so
1: like you know, there's still plenty of nerd in the older crowd. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, we were just talking about this recently on one of the other podcasts, but uh, Eli Roth's Green Inferno will finally get a release. Yes. So it's going to be coming out September 25th. Yes, that's right. So it's going um, to be uh, on a thousand screens in the US with a targeted digital campaign. So
0: these will come out. Well, let's, uh, just going back to Marvel, since you brought up um, the uh, the casting of the Punisher, there's also been... Do um, you see the new Ant-Man posters?
1: I just saw it before we started, so that's where he's standing on the show yeah. with the Avengers.
0: Yes, pretty damn smart. Yeah. Pretty damn smart. I mean, from, from, a, from a marketing point of view, it's it's so simple and it's so clever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But uh, I mean, they haven't said anything yet, but there's obviously got to be some time in like not just things mentioned. Someone. Well, did you see it. the new
0: TV spot? No. Where he mentions the Avengers. No. It's it's a pretty it's pretty cl- it's pretty it's a pretty nice way nice funny way of putting it in there. I mean, I, I'm the more I see. We don't watch TV
1: spots on this show, you
0: know? No, I I, I watch some TV spots because I heard that they were good, oh, and okay. and um and also because I haven't been following Ant Man a whole lot. Mm-hmm. But as <laughs> once you get over the fact that we're not gonna see Edgar you Wright's Ant Man. Yeah. You know, you got to have an opinion about this. And honestly, the more I see of it, the the more I want to see it. Yeah. It looks like a lot of fun. Yeah. It's just not Edgar Wright's Ant-Man now. Uh, but there's this one bit, you know, it's like where my, my Michael Douglas is just saying, like, you know, if, if the weapon, if this falls into the wrong hands, that regular sort of thing, we're fucked, blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, I need your help. And it's like, you know, why, why, why can't we just... And then, then uh, Ant-Man says, why can't we just call the Avengers? Oh. You know, and then Michael Douglas looks at him and then Ant-Man says, yeah, that felt weird just saying <laughs> you know, So it was... So, so I mean, like, there's these nice... There, nice nods. There's some nice nods. And from a marketing point of view, that's fucking clever. Yes. Just having... It's a really smart way to... Because it has
1: felt so separate all the while along.
0: It, it has. For the Avengers. I mean, there's got to be
1: at least one Avenger in it. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe what's name, Anthony Mackie will turn up or something.
0: Something it'll be something yeah. random like that. But uh, I mean, uh, Ant-Man is confirmed for Captain America Three. Oh, really? Like uh, Ant-Man will be in Captain America 3 like
1: Paul Rudd just in the corner. Like, it's just I, I recently, I only recently got to the episodes of Parks and Rec with Paul Rudd. In them.
0: Oh, oh, he's brilliant. <laughs> he's he's brilliant. Him?
1: He's, such idiot. He's,
0: he's fucking brilliant in it. <laughs> like, uh, you you want to hate him, but yeah. you can't. He's like, could you just stop running
1: because I really want this? Can
0: like, stop what? running I really want this. I really want this. Well, come on. He's just, he's just, <laughs> like, back. He's just like, hey, it's like so fucking
1: funny. No, like, he's out,
0: man. <laughs> no, if, you, if you've if you just, dis- well, I mean, you know, fucking Fucking S- Burt Macklin is, is Star Lord, you know, so yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yeah. mean, Burt Macklin we we'll to that in Jurassic World you son of a bitch it's, it's <laughs> do, do you watch Parks and Rec you need to watch Parks and Rec in, um, yeah. Ian's sister is here just yeah. like just in stay World, <laughs> like, like Wednesday like Wednesday Adams just <laughs> sitting in the, in the fucking corner not saying a word <laughs> just, you can you, you, you can stay say, quiet you stay quiet okay? you, you say, say nothing, you can, nothing. Say, you can say whatever you like <laughs> um, but like no
1: in, in, when they get to Jurassic World Chris Pratt just plays a straight version of Burt Macklin
0: well I mean yeah I mean like that's Chris Pratt's thing right now yeah. you know it's like that's his shtick I yeah. mean even though even though you know he's capable of a lot more Oh yeah yeah no you but know. it's but like but that's his thing no, right it's now like
1: Andy Dwyer playing Burt Macklin just not being quite as funny like it's really it's kind of Well because weird.
0: Star-Lord was kind of like a weird cross it was like a sci-fi Indiana Jones meets you know, like, uh, you know, th- that's what the ca- character of star was, you yeah. know, like, he was a little bit Han Solo, a little bit in- li- Indiana yeah, yeah, yeah. Jones, and then he was earmarked for that fucking reboot of Indiana We're Jones, in which World turned East out Coast to be America. bullshit, which works fine for yes. me, which works fine for me, yeah. you know, um, keeping with Marvel, so, like, yeah, just the casting news in, um, Doctor Strange. Oh, yeah. Tilda Swinton, that's uh, fantastic. was cast as the Ancient One. Mm-hmm. What Tilda Swinton is doing in the Himalayas, I don't know, <laughs> uh, but we'll see. And also uh, Chituel Age of Four as Baron Mordor, yeah, the main villain. Oh. Uh, so just a little bit of, um, I mean, I'm guessing he's going to be the main villain. Uh, I could be wrong. Yeah, but um, no, just Baron. like a little, a little bit of context. I'm not super familiar with um, the Doctor. Anything King. about Doctor Strange? Well, so. I mean, the thing with Doctor Strange is that I read the comics, but I never read. I always read them out of sequence. Yeah. You know, it was. I was never. Um, I never collected the book. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was like I, I read the. Uh, like, you know, um, when I was when, I, when I, I remember as a kid, like, all of these titles were readily available, mm-hmm. easily. You know, you didn't even have to look for them. You know, you go to like, just go to a friend's house, there'll just be a stack of this shit. You know, um, and so Doctor Strange fell into the category of comics that I read when I was just re- in random places. But I did, you know, I'm relatively familiar. With the basic sort of structure, of this—I mean, like he's you know asshole surgeon involved in an accident, hurts his hands, hurts his hands, like shatters his fucking, bones. To and to fix or and uh, he's just uh, uh, he he approaches the ancient one in the hills of the Himalayas, yeah. And so I'm just trying to imagine—they're going to keep to this with Tilda Swinton, um, and the ancient one. Refuses to teach him the mystic ways because he's an asshole, basically, and um, and Baron Mordor is a disciple of the Ancient One, who plots to kill the Ancient One, and Stephen Strange foils this attempt. And seeing the good in Stephen Strange, he teaches him the ancient mystic ways, and then after that, after that, Stephen Strange just you know, as you do, you just go back to New York and like protect people from evil and shit like that yeah.
1: there was one thing i heard i can't remember where i heard it it could have been on kevin Smith batman podcast maybe somewhere else but someone was talking i think it was mark Burnham, bernard mm-hmm. he's on he's sitting in on batman, and batman nowadays he works mm-hmm. for playboy and stuff they, he was talking nice. he was talking about um the fact that the ancient one he's nepalese right yeah so uh that won't play big in china so maybe that's why instead of, you know, changing this one with Silver swim, who looks like an alien anyway. I see, I see. So that was an interesting way of thinking of it anyway. Well, it's, it's, so
2: it's basically, it's a, it's a PR decision. Maybe. It's a PR marketing
0: decision. PPRC. Because it's a big market, they don't want to talk about it, right? Yeah. No, no, that's that seems to be like... a. America's thing at the moment is that they're just searching for that. They're searching for that golden goose that way into China. Yeah, they they want those. Yuan, yuan, oh, yuan, yeah. yuan, right? Yuan,
1: ren, renminbi. I can't name what the fucking Chinese Yeah, no, it's, we call it Yen, but they don't call it Yen. Is you any more
0: comic book news? Uh. Well, also, I mean, like, I want to talk about the, the just the racial aspect of it, just a little bit, yeah. because... Oh, did I just cut the leaves off your story? No, 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 no. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, it's... There were there was some reaction when Tilda Swinton was cast as the Ancient One, uh, because there has been um, a little bit of... I need to mix it Uh, There has... Don't shoot No, 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 like, there has been a little bit of a... Um, Understandably so, an outcry recently because of Cameron Crowe's film Aloha, where mm-hmm. where Emma Stone has been cast as a half Asian quarter quarter quarter. quarter. Well, ba- basically, basically, you know, the character's name is Allison Ng. <laughs> okay, Ng, Ng. It's a very specific Asian surname. It's very, it, you know, as far as Asian surnames go, it's incredibly Asian. So to have, you know. Even if there are, even if there are Asians who look like Emma Stone. Yes. To the rest of the, uh, you know, Asian-American community or Asian community, it's like, that's not what we want to, that's not, that's not what we should see. You You know, she's strawberry fucking blonde. Blue Blue eyes, eyes, freckles. I mean, there's nothing about her that looks Asian at all. No indication. Because Emma Stone has no Asian blood in her. Did you, does she want something? Well, you know, you never (laughs) know, you know, I mean, like, if... He, he must be really interesting but you i mean i anything
1: <laughs> about the local people as well Like they actually involved yes, some Hawaiian yes, yes. Uh, elders and stuff like yes. that but they ended up being basically magical asians yes like, i i know i i,
0: I heard that uh, that it wasn't handled well at yeah. all and it doesn't help that the fact it's that like
1: cameron crow tripped and made a movie like it's like it just seems to be one every, mistake after the other everything
0: about the movie su- you know it makes you surprised it's a cameron crow movie because yeah. you know i mean his movies even his, even his bad ones are always relatively sensitive yeah you know so it's just kind of like huh how could you fuck this up you know but it was also just like you know it just 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 got me thinking about it with 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 this casting with marvel i mean it's like even with like you know chituel you're like playing baron mordor baron mordo the character is white is it mordor or mordo 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 okay mordo you keep saying I, mordor I, do i yes. i just keep i you know i, I know it's it's the christopher leaf yeah you know um mordor mordo
1: mordo <laughs>
0: <laughs> mordo 11 vanilla dolphins it's gonna fuck me up yeah. you know i mean it's not something that bugs me right. as um you know as someone who's asian as, yeah you know, I, I don't really care yeah. you know i mean it, it's just more to do with in connection with the aloha thing that's just kind of got me thinking about like you know how much does it matter how much should it matter yeah. with the aloha thing i understand yeah i totally get that it that doesn't happen to
1: the movie's probably shit
0: yes no yeah yeah uh from, from what i understand the film is not good yeah. you know but this whole thing you know with you know uh it's just i think i guess it's more tilda swinton's casting that's Why that's person alive no, no, no. I mean, it's Tilda Swinton as the ancient one that I think is more. Oh yeah, but she's op- like
1: the whitest person alive. Yes. Like her skin is like the cast of Dover.
0: Yes. No, I mean, like the the only thing that sort of works in her favor is that she just has this otherworldly quality, which works as the character, which, pro- which probably means that she's going to be playing the same playing it the same way she did in, Co- in Constantine. Constantine. You know, um, or something very similar. I like all of the actors involved. Yeah. As a fan of, you know, as a Marvel fan, of course, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing how they interpret it. Have they mentioned? Have they cast Strange's Manservant servant? Ah, uh, no. What's his name? Wong. Wong. <laughs> yeah. Because that's either way. That's it, a minefield. It's like either way, whatever race you cast, yeah, anything other than white is gonna be racist. Yeah. <laughs> Especially well, after the one major Asian role in the comic the white person yeah <laughs> but i mean
1: it was batman and batman they were talking about this because they're saying like they negotiated the mandarin so well because the mandarin essentially is Fu manchu and that's a horrifying racial stereotype yes it is so it is. they managed to avoid that completely because although and kingsley thing but then he cracks out his manchester accent that is fucking brilliant
0: i know but the ancient and one, one the ancient one in dr yeah. strange is not a villain the, you know there is a way you can yeah. dignify the character yeah. um so if if it is purely <laughs> to be friends of China, it the, that's 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 kind of sad. I mean, from a business point of view, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But it's all of these, <laughs> like bit, you know, it's like it's, it's like it's like when does it end? You know, it's like all of these uh, roles that are meant for Asian. you know you know Asians <laughs> going to non Asians. It's but just like, is weird. It Tibet, <laughs> Tibet, the power they close, because it's not right? They're pretty close. Because China has a problem with Tibet. Yes. Did
1: I have a problem with
0: the the I always thought they were the same place. Mm-hmm. Nepal. Did
1: he go for the mic? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a mouse I heard saying is one not the capital dealer? Yeah,
0: yeah I, I thought they were the same place. I don't know. You know, because... This is a movie podcast. In Golden Child, Eddie Murphy goes to, like, Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> Viva Nepal! <laughs> give, me, give, give,
1: give, give me the knife. Can I have the knife? Ugh. Um, moving on, um,
0: bad news, Kary uh, Fikernaga has left it, Yes.
1: which is a pity, it would have been interesting to see what his visual would style Would have been was. interesting you to see. Have you watched all of True Detective?
0: Uh, no. You
1: should watch all of True Detective. There's a point halfway through you think it's going to be like look crafty and Old Gods, but it doesn't go that way, but it still looks amazing and it will work with it, the visual style he has,
0: mm. and that visual style could have made Will Poulter. Anyway, cool. but but I think Will Poulter is in- an inspired casting choice. Harley <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Carter, there's something about that kid. I was like, as soon as I, as soon as it was announced, I was like, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, yeah. I had no worries about that whatsoever. That, that freaky fuck. Yeah. It's the Maze Runner, just scowls the whole thing. Nah, I'm probably not gonna see the Maze Runner. No. Just, probably will see. The they day all day. sort of blend into one movie after yeah, a teenage while. Teenage angst of the movie.
1: Yeah. Future dystopian teenage angst. Any of those fucking what's it called?
0: Insipid? No. Insidious? No. Insipid? What? The, 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 the Insurgent. Insurgent? insurgent yes. What's, that, what's the first
1: one called?
0: Insurgent. Is it? Yes. <laughs> oh, insurgent was the second one. No. Uh, what? <laughs> no, yeah, you're right. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Who gives a Who gives yeah, a, if a if fuck? Let me <laughs> get free tickets for those that don't go. The one with the chick from See The Descendants. Anybody? Yeah. Was she in The Descendants? Yeah, she was the daughter. She got nominated for an Oscar for it. <laughs> hmm. And then after that, she that did the Fault someone, in Our that Stars. Some,
1: was it someone pointed out to me that the descendants get any shit for any of this stuff? Because, like, it's George Clooney <laughs> and a lot of white kids playing Hawaiians as well, right?
0: No, no, no. But um, at least uh, the descendants did sort of lay the groundwork for the kind of community that Hawaii is. Yeah. And that there are different. You know, I mean, like, it's just that we're talking about one specific family. Yeah. yeah. You know, But we're not, we're not laying claim to how Hawaii is. And they were very clever to open with that. If you remember the beginning of Descendants, there was the... Runs mm, the corner. There right? was the... Before <laughs> the that, before that, there <laughs> was... It, it opens with, um, with a monologue, like a VO from George Clooney, where he talks about the realities of Hawaii. It's like, everyone assumes Hawaii is this. But of course it's not that, yeah. you know. Um, so the fact that we're just focusing on one particular family who happens to be white is a little bit different. As opposed to, you know, like boldly announcing like well, one of our eye. one of our characters is Asian <laughs> and she's played by Gwen Stacy. I mean, you some know? of the
1: descendants is based upon like them dealing with their cousins over land. And yeah, yourself.
0: yeah, that all makes yeah. Sense. yeah. Do you have any more news? Uh, a little bit, just. Uh, okay, it's just a trailer, it's right, okay, I mean, just talking about a little bit about the DC um, movie universe. James Wan mm-hmm. confirmed to direct Aquaman. Yeah. You know, I, actually, out of all the DC movies, it's is probably the one I'm most curious about. Really? You know, I, I'm very curious about Suicide Squad as well. Yeah, I just... I'm, you know, I'm, 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 curious about, I'm curious about all of it. You know, I'm actually getting pretty excited for the DC films, I mm-hmm. notice. And I can't explain why. I think it's because Cause the, cause there's yeah, no there's no middle ground. No. You've either got to hit this out of the park, or it'll be a total fucking disaster. And if it's um, and, and, and,
1: and don't fucking that disaster, are going to have to sit there and wait while and the wait. Other three come out. Yeah,
0: it's like, it's just going to be one... Horrible sh- train wreck after another, and there's something about that that I find genuinely exciting.
1: <laughs> it's a, you you wonder, know, you're wondering exactly what kind of wreck Suicide Squad will do. well, if, I mean, if Suicide Squad, Squad ends up being an awesome flick, it'll just be like it'll it'll no, blow the doors out my mind.
0: No, I mean, like I want I want them to pull this off now. I'm at that point now where I'm like, I really want people to just be shut up, by Because yeah. I'm so sick to death of fucking fanboys just. Talking mad shit about like, about the DC about the DC movies, none of which have come out. Yeah, no, that's fine. But it's also like
1: they don't seem to have any security on set at all. Like,
0: yeah, yeah, they, no, no. I mean, they, like, like, but we talked about but, it on the last podcast. Yeah, yeah, like we're yeah, like, yeah. like, on top of the car. Yes, like, but uh, but yeah, I mean, but David Ayer has also come out and say come out saying that like there's a lot we haven't shown. Yet, yes, you know, Well only a few days I think I mean all all you all you. The only, th- only conclusion you can come to from what we know is that Batman will feature in Suicide Squad. Yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. And considering that the Joker is one of the characters in the movie, you kind of assume that sooner or later he's gonna make an appearance. So don't I don't consider that, that yeah. to be a massive spoiler. I,
1: I, I thought they weren't gonna like Joker's not one of the main characters. Like he's not in that I mean, he's not in that lineup, right?
0: He's not in that lineup but he's in that movie. Yeah. Like uh, I mean well, I thought it was
1: going to be a small cameo but I heard a rumor that it, it might it, it's like Batman catches him, puts him in the, the prison in Arkham or whatever and then he gets out and Batman's. I don't know. I don't I don't also. I don't look at every I heard piece of it, you know. And so but, like the,
0: the the mission is to get the Joker. That works. You know, I mean well, I wish I didn't know that but you know that right. that I mean like I I'm at that point now where I'm like I don't even give a shit if they get the characters right. I just want to see I just want to see a good movie. Yeah. You know, um like I was talking to this one person in Singapore who got really fucking, like, arsy about Man of Steel, mm. you know, um just like in a really uppity way that made me realize how annoying some comic book fucking fans can be. You're just like, you're just like, oh, for fuck's sake, man, it's like, was it, you know, like, <laughs> why are you allowing your 13-year-old opinion yeah. to destroy any chance you would have of... Nothing. Of 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 enjoying a film, which is being told in a completely different medium, you gotta you know you gotta understand. It's that it's like everyone's like saying the color palette of, of the DC, of the DC films, and, and and I and I was one of them. But I was thinking about it, especially with the Aquaman movie. Mm-hmm. If you do Aquaman with the same color palette as the comics, yeah, you are you will die a horrible death is at it the an box office. Vest
1: and green tights, or it's green, green tights and an orange vest?
0: Yeah. You know, I mean in every iteration <laughs> so it's not gonna fucking work you know you know and so, so I, I like the, as far as the dc movies are concerned i'm i'm getting the more people talk shit about them the more pumped i'm getting for these movies i'm just like i hope i hope they pull this shit off yeah i but hope you know it's because different. if they pull it off it'll be a it'll be a bigger feat than what marvel did yeah because they start small went with it whereas yeah they whereas they have, they have the just fan. like they put this put is the They've in. bet the farm yeah. on this mo- and that takes huge balls. Yeah. So you're just like, you know what? I hope it works, <laughs> because I can't imagine the, the future of every single executive at Warner Brothers <laughs> if it fails. It's just
1: a pity the Suicide Squad would be awful, because Jay Courtney's in. Unfortunately.
0: Oh, fuck. You know. Captain Boomerang, right? You have to remind me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I finally watched
1: that next Terminator trailer that gives away something. I was like, oh, that's, yeah. Dumbish, but not that dumb. But did, also, uh-huh. did,
0: did you see the trailer where um, fucking James Cameron sells his soul? lot. <laughs> <What? laughs> there's a there's a trailer on Yahoo Yahoo Trailers where James Cameron introduces it. No way. And basically tells fans that they're gonna love it. He's not involved in any way, shape, or form, right? No. So it's just like, boom, boom, boom. The, the only the only way he's been involved in is um, both Arnold and Megan Ellison, the producer. Went to him for advice. I don't know what the group No, basically went to him for advice. Like, yeah. basically, like, this is what we're thinking of doing. Like, do you have any input? Mm-hmm. So basically, how they managed to fit Arnold into the story was James Cameron's idea. So he must have needed to, um,
1: you know, buy a new camera for Avatar Four. Who or knows? Or, who, or,
0: knows? Or, who knows? Who yeah. knows? But basically, James oh, Patio, Ca- James James Cameron just sold out. With him just pretty much sold out and told everyone to go see Terminator Genesis. That makes me want to see it even less. You know, and, and I'm just... Wa- How desperate is that? That's I'm, ridiculous. I'm just sort of like... Like, you got to see this. I mean, like, there's something, I'm like, I'm just sort of... You get, can you see the exact
1: point where his soul
0: just gets winked in behind his eyes? There's this thing of like, you know, like, so they let me watch the movie, I'm watching the movie, and then there are things that are familiar. It's like, of course. You originated the fucking world. Yeah. They, it's, a, they, it's your they, fucking fever they, dream. They, they, better be, they, yeah, they better be familiar. And then suddenly, you know, it's like, ooh, different things start happening. And it's like, oh, wow. You know, it's like it's taken in a different direction. And I think, you know, if you're a fan of the first two films, you're really going to love this film. <laughs> and I'm watching this. I'm like, oh did that just happen? <laughs> that sounds like your kind of fever dream. You know, it's like, what just happened? <laughs>
1: You know the story is like he had a nightmare when he had. A, he no, no, a I know flu, the story. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah, the, the, how he—he. He, he he fe- had the flu, and he
1: basically the scene with the endoskeleton walk, walking over the skulls of Terminator Two, right?
0: It is literally a fever
1: dream. <laughs> <sighs> okay, all aboard the hype train. What the trailers? And trailer number one is Interstellar Two, aka Interstellar, the Martian. aka The Martian. It is bizarre how someone, similar somebody, someone in casting is going to get. It's getting. is has been getting nothing but shit for this, like since the trailer broke. Whoever did casting for this movie, like getting Jessica Chastain and um, Matt Damon mm-hmm. in a space movie, I mean...
0: Yeah. A little, little close. Yeah, a little close. Yeah, they, but, seem, they seem like companion pieces. However, it looks great.
1: I'm all I'm aboard this. This is fucking brilliant looking. I just yeah. started reading the book. And the, I, I got reading it. the book, Matt Damon's a perfect fit for this. The level of snark he has. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this two? There's a trailer and there's a snippet. Well, box? I think there's
0: one thing Matt Damon has proved he can do, Snarky. you know, um, clever stuff. You know, snark, snarky genius. Yeah, he's ba- he's basically playing Will I think, Hunting. Yeah, how do you like that? Like you know, after Will Hunting becomes an astronaut, gets yeah. stuck in Mars. Yeah, basically that's what it is. It's an unofficial it's, sequel it, to Goodwill Hunting. It's an unofficial sequel to Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> Goodwill. Will Hunting went after Mini Driver. It didn't work out. He went, fu- he, he went to MIT. He did the work. He became an astronaut. <laughs> he got stuck on Mars. What you have is the Martian.
1: Good Will Hunting, too. I'm going to have to science the
0: shit out of that. Yeah. That sounds like a line for out of Good Will Hunting. That
1: line is not in the book so far.
0: But I love that
1: line. That line got me. Because I didn't know. I only knew, I thought it was...
0: I told you about this in, in the last podcast. What? About that line. That was the... You know, they had they, uh, showed some of this footage at... Uh, at uh, CinemaCon in Vegas, or oh, something. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that was the line that everyone was
1: was tweeting about. Yeah, but I I'm thought, gonna
0: signs the shit out of it.
1: <laughs> but I thought it was just literally him on the, on the planet. Like, his everything was left with, got, without him. But you know, he has got some stuff with. It. Yeah. And the way that plays, and the way he deals with it, and the way we I started reading the book, I'm about hundred pages in. It's only 400 pages long. So, and it reads just you read it like that. But Matt Damon's character is the type of character who when he's communicating via text and someone tells him careful what you say everyone on Earth is seeing this he's like he talks a bracket a dot a Y a dot and a bracket says hey look boobs
0: it's a very good looking trailer
1: yes, yes. but like it, everything about it I was just like it spoke it just it's like it spoke fucking, to me
0: too the only problem with I have with it is that the trailers for the last three films Ridley Scott directed spoke to me as well. Yes, um,
1: Exodus spoke to you.
0: I like that trailer. Yeah, fucking, you know, I mean.
1: But the thing is, the book is. It's genuinely. a remake
0: of the Ten Commandments. Said, <laughs> what the fuck do you expect? It's, it's, it's a good <laughs>
1: idea to read the Martian. It's a bad idea to start reading it at midnight. Got to bed about two, couldn't find a place to stop. But that reads. Really, it's, it's, it's really well put together. Yeah. So sure really, really can't fuck it up. I mean, the problem with Prometheus was they came up with an original story
0: that was rewritten and then rewritten again yes
1: yeah. i think you man andy, is andy Weir wrote the book i think he made the funny He has a bit of pull well, maybe on this cuz that book is sold
0: maybe no no i mean i'm going to see it yeah it <laughs> looks <laughs> it looks great yeah the only but I, I i no longer sort of see the the whole a film by ridley scott as a sure thing anymore no but the actual you know but in the what i album. what i see in the trailer looks amazing yeah um
1: did you see the trailer for Cop Car. No. This is very cool. You know, and, and you I know, know, no, no 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 no, but I know what
0: it's about. I know what it's about. It's yeah. about the, no. But the two, the, the he's trailer's he's
1: very clever. Two kids find a cop car, and they they
0: take it. they take it for a joy ride. They Take it for joy. And, <laughs>
1: it. and it looks like it looks like the mechanic from Ferris Bueller the movie, kind only of kid form. And
0: it. and uh, and uh, Kevin Kevin Bacon is the corrupt cop. Oh wait, no. There's shit in you know the, the
1: truck. Like you see him come out of the woods. Like she was laughing at me, like thinking it was some kind of comedy, and then it's just the the, the 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 trailer just takes a hard fucking right turn and Kevin Bacon comes out of the woods looking for the car, and he's on the radio, he's there. Oh, you boys are out there. It's got, like, evil tash.
0: No, no, I've seen the poster. I've yeah. seen the poster. I, I didn't realize the trailer for this was out. It slipped by me, because... Um, so These kids are, like,
1: 12, driving
0: around in a cop car. It was a huge... Uh, it got a huge response at Sundance. Yeah.
1: It looks really cool, because then he's after them. Because there's this
0: stuff to do. And, you know, I'll I'll watch pretty much anything Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon's one of those actors that even if you don't want to watch his movies, sooner or later, you watch all of his oh, movies. Yeah, everything's better Because he's in everything. Everything's better with bacon. That works for the food and the actor. That's right. Did you see the trailer for The Program? The, La- the Lance Armstrong movie directed no. by Stephen Frears? The Program. The Program. It's called The Program. Um, it's Bro. got... It's Ben Foster as uh, Lance Armstrong. Hey, and the guy
1: from um, Space Madness this one? No.
0: Cargo, oh, What? <laughs> ben Foster is Lance Armstrong, and uh, uh, Chris O'Dowd is uh, the the uh, the journalist who brings him down. Huh. Good. Uh, the the trailer looks really 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 cool. I mean, you know, it looks like it's been done very well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Chris O'Dowd is uh, play, uh, playing David Walsh, huh. and it's. It's basically this, you know, it's, um, it's. I mean, we know the story. Yes. We know the story incredibly well, so the trailer doesn't tell you anything.
1: What's the line they usually use for these biopics? You think
0: you know the story? No, 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 no no. no, no, there's nothing like that. I mean, but, um, but this is interesting, kind of the way that it's, the way that it's shot, is, is that um, it looks, it looks like the kind of thing, all, it, it, it looks like it was shot by a young Oliver Stone. The way that there's an energy to the trailer, it doesn't feel like a Stephen Fears film, it doesn't feel, feel like, you know, it's a from, the, from, from the director of The Queen and Dangerous Liaisons, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't feel like that guy. It, yeah. it feels like it was made by the guy who made Nixon. <laughs> um, uh, so, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, um, speaking of, uh, like, uh, based on real life movies, did you see the trailer for the end of the tour? Yes I did, I did. So this I did. is
1: Jesse Eisenberg and um, um, Jason, Siegel, Jason Siegel playing David Foster Wallace in the writer of Infinite Jest. Yep. It looks interesting. Yep. I I haven't tried I've heard that it's a really hard read, I've never tried reading Infinite Jest. And David Foster Wallace is someone who I happen upon because of his life ever so often, but I don't know much about
0: it. Um, I mean I, I, I never read um, Infinite Jest. Infinite Jest. Um, but um, but I did I did read uh, quite a fair bit of um, he wrote this other book. What was it? Uh, fucking. No, no, it's uh the um the different. Th- there was also made a movie about like different conversations with, with different men. Like I think I think that's what it's called. Um, yeah, brief interviews with hideous men. Okay. Yeah. Um, I read bits and pieces of that and and also saw the film that, that was based on. I mean, I'm not surprised he was kind of fucked in the head because yeah. you know I mean his writing is. fucking the head. You know, it's like a little bit. You know, just like. It's like this weird cross of Neil Le meets Mammoth meets Hunter Thompson in in, in a weird way. You know, like just sort of, sort of like, you know, with, with hints of Burrows in there. I mean, but but not so much drug related. I mean like, you it's like more you fucked like, up humanity. Yeah, just yeah, just like fucked up humanity aspect of it. Uh but yeah, I saw the trailer for that. It looks really cool. Also the trailer for Best of Enemies. Did you see that? No. What's it's that? it's a documentary that focuses um on um the uh the sort of very antagonistic relationship between William F. Buckley Jr. and Gore Vidal. Um, and it revolves specifically around um, a series of um, nationally televised debates that happened in 1968. Um, and is generally regarded as the birth of modern political television. You know, like the way that, like in the sense it was the first time that, because ABC was, uh, ABC Studios was going to go. They were going to go bust, yeah. and um, how they chose to sort of save their ass was by having these series of political debates, and making making sure that the two people on the debate just hated each other's guts, and these two guys like despised each so other. It was the birth of reality TV. It was it was it was the birth of the modern political debate, like uh, of how we view political, like particularly US, like a U.S. Where, po- where, where U.S. political television, like uh, the way that. Opponents go at each other. This I mean. this was considered to be the beginning of that, um, and uh, yeah, I mean they both saw each other as the Antichrist. You know, you had one guy who was like at the far right, and the other guy on the far left, and there's no way in there's, hell there's, there's in no the they, there's no way in hell you meet in the middle. And um, the the trailer looks very very cool. So the culture cool trailer I saw was for American
1: Ultra which is Jesse Heisenberg, yes. is yes. a stoner, who finds out that he's actually a sleeper agent who's training. Yeah, CD yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: This looks pretty funny. It looks very funny. It looks pretty funny.
1: Just like, just his reactions to shit, because he's like, he's killing people with his bare hands and with spoons and stuff, but like, he doesn't really know what he's doing at all. Yeah. He really just wants to sit down, sit in his car and just, just and get stoned. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: No, it looks pretty funny. You got Eric Foreman as a bad guy, so I mean, yeah. yeah. And then, what's her name?
1: <laughs> like, C- Kristen Stewart. Kristen Stewart, right? yeah. It's his girlfriend. It's kind of funny. It's like like. Just it's like, wasn't it something about like, you know, I just want to go, but I see he's in my car and I killed him and there's like a, a drone takes out his car and shit. Mm-hmm. It looks very, very funny. And big one then, big one for you. It was a while ago, I forgot to mention, I think on the last podcast, the trailer for Point Break.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, fuck this movie. It looks awful. It looks... Like, it looks <laughs> badly
1: lit. It looks Even
0: the coloring looks wrong. It looks... Like, it's just I mean, weird. I just don't understand what... Again, this is like someone sort of tripped to made a movie. Like, every, as in they
1: tripped it every single step of the way. You know the guy I, who's playing Keanu Reeves doesn't seem to have any persona at all.
0: Like he and, and the guy who's and the guy who's he's playing a, uh, Luke Bracey? Luke Bracey? Who the fuck's Luke Bracy? I think I don't know. Luke Bracy? No. You know and and you got Edgar Ramirez as Bodhi and Edgar. Who the Ram- fuck is Edgar Ramirez? Edgar Ramirez. He's been in t- he's been in a lot of stuff. I mean like I I mean like immediately I sort of like peg him from fucking uh, Domino and Wrath of the Titans, but he's done a lot of stuff and. Oh, it, a weird movie. <laughs> it is a weird movie and he's an, and he's a good actor yeah. he's a good actor he's actually no, he's actually quite a magnetic presence <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just that this seems that he
1: doesn't seem, you don't see it in the trailer
0: you don't see it in the trailer everyone I mean,
1: seems just like sucked of all personality and also everything's blue
0: i, I mean <laughs> like it's it's directed by Ericsson core who is regarded as, he's he's, uh, he's a cinematographer. I think this is his first film as a director. He's the guy who shot the first um, Fast and Furious movie. Oh. And, you know, uh, and he shot I mean, of course he shot other films as well. He shot Affleck's Daredevil. Uh, you know, I mean, the, the guy's a, you know, he's, he's, he's a good cinematographer, but it looks like um, a straight-to-video Fast and Furious knockoff. Yes. Which, the first Fast and Furious is generally regarded as an unofficial remake of Point Break anyway. Yeah, you know sure yeah. And I just don't understand why this movie exists. No. You know, it's like. If,
1: it, it's not even. But it also seems to be shot in Eastern Europe.
0: Just cast Taylor Lautner, or call it something else yeah. and just make your money on digital downloads. What the fuck are you wasting a point break?
1: And Ray Winstone is playing. Uh, Ray Winstone Gary is Busey. playing
0: Gary Busey? Fuck that!
1: <laughs> it's just. Even the end has like, you know, the only law is the law of gravity. Is that an original?
0: Hmm? That's jumps a. Off the cliff and. No, no, there. no, no. Like in, the, 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 all, in right? the original, it's like it's 100% pure adrenaline. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we going to jump, some or we pe- gotta sit here jump. Some people jerk shoot off. up for it, you know, all you gotta do is jump. Yeah. You're gonna jump, jerk off. Yeah. <laughs> you right. know? You've seen
1: that, you've seen that robot chicken sketch, right? Fuck yeah. Yeah. You know, no, back, I mean. Back off, was it? Back off,
0: War Child? Back off, War Child, <laughs> seriously.
1: <laughs> He's not wearing his Back Off War Child t shirt today, but that would have been awesome if he walked.
0: Agent Utah, are you reading my signal? Zero distortion, sir. <laughs> I love these it's things. So good! Yeah, you're a real blue flame special, aren't you, son? Huh? Young, dumb, and full of cum. I know.
1: <laughs> this has none of that.
0: Yeah, what I don't get is how you managed to get yourself uh, stationed down here with us. I guess we must, must have ourselves an asshole shortage, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not so far. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, movie. as you can tell... I am very affectionate towards the original, so fuck this guy. You should
1: put on your business card. Does it actually say Can apologist? You don't need to say that anymore, I don't think. No, on my Twitter, on my Twitter. Twitter. I don't put it anywhere. I don't put it on my business card. card.
0: (laughs) I don't feel the need to apologize for him anymore. No, exactly. I think he has now crossed, he has now transcended whatever that shit is. Yeah. You know, he's. Another film
1: I don't know why it exists (laughs) is Joe Dirt 2. There is a you know, a you know,
0: you know what? I don't mind this movie existing. You See the trailer? No.
1: Joke.
0: I don't want to see the trailer. <laughs> yeah. Like, but the first jo- Joe Dirt cracked me up. Yeah. It cracked me up. It was stupid as hell. Yeah. I don't know why there's a sequel, but I think there's more of a purpose for a Joe Dirt sequel than there is for a Point Break remake. Yeah. Uh, what's the Dennis
1: Miller's in it? Yeah.
0: Well, he's. He's Patrick got Warburton's
1: in it. Christopher Walken's in it.
0: Whole bunch of people who got a whole lot of time.
1: Joe Dirt accidentally. <laughs> Joe Dirt gets sucked up in a hurricane and accidentally falls back in 1965.
0: You see what? What's not to love? Yeah. This sounds genius.
1: And I think if, I I can't remember the ending. Is the ending of the movie him sitting on a park bench? I don't remember the yeah, fucking I, ending. It's like story <laughs> I, I ending. barely
0: remember the movie. I just remember watching it with some friends and laughing. Yeah. yeah. So how, how you? I just remember one bit of the cinema where he's like, "Yep." No, none of the cinema, where he's in the men's room, and he's shirtless, and he's like, that's right, I'm Joe Dirt! Yeah. And, he's, and he's got the fucking cowboy hat yeah. on, and you're just like, this is so stupid. Yeah, dumb as well. You know, it's like, it's like, what if Deuce Bigelow had more laughs? That's yeah. Joe, that's how you class Joe you know, Dirt. The same time?
1: Was it, is, is Airheads where they take over the rec- record station? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one it's with right it. at the same time, right?
0: No, no, Joe Dirt came out a few years after right. Airheads. Airheads came out, like, in 91. Really? Yeah, yeah, like, oh. Airheads was, like, 90 or 91, because oh. I remember that Airheads came out not too long after um, Encino Man, or California Man, for you guys, mm. um, it was around that same time where Brendan Fraser was just,
1: maybe I tied those movies together because of the hair, I don't know, maybe, um, to go a complete
0: 180, um, did you see the trailer for Michael Fassbender in my but I saw co- I saw a couple of the clips though, oh. that were released, and it looks amazing. It looks fucking. Like, this is It looks it a, looks amazing. No, no, people were talking about it while I was doing the play, and I'm incredibly superstitious. I'm like, can we talk about some other? Oh, you're not supposed to talk about. You shouldn't. You cannot talk about Macbeth. That? It's just like it's just a bad omen. You'd never say the title of that play when you're in a theater. Really? And for some bizarre reason, the graphic designer's like, Hey, did you see the trailer for McBe... I'm like, for fuck's sake, man! And like, you know... I mean, yes, we're standing outside the theater, but I mean, like, I'm not taking any fucking you chances. You know, he's like, here, let me show it to you on your fucking iPhone. Okay. You know, so... You I saw noticed, some clips.
1: Weird.
0: This is well-known theater <laughs> superstition. And there's so many things that can go wrong. So what
1: would happen if I came to your next play just wearing a T-shirt that has my bad written on it and it's in the front row? Well, <laughs> technically,
0: as, lo- as long as I- no one says the name out loud. Oh really? Does that work? Technically.
1: What do I tweet
0: it? <laughs> I'm totally gonna Macbeth the hell out of this performance. <laughs> hashtag curse. Hashtag superstition. Hashtag blessed. <laughs> hashtag love my job. <laughs> But it looks
1: visually. I mean, it's like Darren no, no. It, no,
0: no. It looks great. Yeah, I mean,
1: you've got the paint over. Him, he looks like a fast Bender. Looks. At, um, I don't even know the story, but he looks appropriately fucked up in this. Um, yeah. And Cutler's in it. David Tullis. It just looks. It,
0: no, I mean, like uh, I'm familiar with the story, and it looks. It looks very good. It it's looks. It I'm looks very um, in keeping. Mm. Moving on to cool stuff. <laughs> yeah. We got a cool stuff. Uh, I got a. Actually, you
1: mentioned you mentioned uh, Hunter S. Thompson earlier. Yeah. Uh, there is. I need to think of this. I didn't have my notes. When you mentioned it, It reminded me of it. Uh, the, uh, the estate of Hunter S. Thompson has got a to good to comic book of Fair
0: lovers. Oh really? Yeah. But and it's done like, done by who?
1: Uh, I can't remember his name, but he like he agonized over it for a while. Someone mentioned it to him, and he said, "Yeah, I'd love to fucking do that." And it's got kind of a weird cartoony, but like it perfectly suits the style of it. Right. I will dig up the details and I'll put the links in the show notes. And we we'll definitely look out for this. Links coming out in November sometime. well.
0: Well, um, as far as cool stuff goes, I got three things that you might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the uh, the at Mondo, you can now pre-order the statue version of the very first. Incarnation of um, Hellboy Oh I saw that uh, The very first sketch that Mike Mignola did of Hellboy Is now available in um, a colored version Or a black and white version
1: The colored one's got kind of
0: a pinky right? No, nah, it's, more, it's more red They're keeping to the um, the original uh, sort of Hellboy colors It's fucking expensive Yeah how much? It's fucking expensive um, I think um, the red one is 200 US And the black and white version is like 250 US what? It's not cheap no. But it's very cool Yes um, it's not, it
1: doesn't look like anything like normal Hellboy we know now right? yeah this like, is it's the kind of squat it's weird it this, was, is it was, the, this a, was this was the first sketch it's it based on the first it was done for a comic um, the original one was done for, for a comic like convention a, flyer yeah, or yeah something like that something
0: yeah. like that yeah I mean uh, it was this is not this is not the Hellboy as we know it this is based on Mike Mignola's first sketch yeah. uh, similarly if you are it's like the, the turtles thing you yeah worry. well I mean that is also available for pre-order as well you know you can get um, a, to- a toy based on the First uh, sketch that Kevin Eastman did of um, Michelangelo, um, and uh, that is considerably cheaper yeah. uh, than the statue because it's it's an actual toy. It's not a statue. Um, Remember
1: those four turtles toys I sent you pictures of like years ago? Yeah, they're still in that shop. You if you want
0: no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm over it. No, because uh, if if they were um, if they came with bases. yeah because there was a series that came out with bases that all interlocked, and you could create a diorama. You're uh, all about that base? Uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm all about that base. If it's just the fucking figure, then no, I've, I've got them. They come as four. Yeah. Uh, so that's the one thing. Uh, second thing is is uh, on on graymatterart.com, uh Matt Ferguson um, has done... We just take a
1: colleague Matt We should just have... We should have him on via Skype and just start calling a friend of the show. We're pimping his shit all the fucking time. Oh, yeah, yeah. But uh,
0: Matt Ferguson has done um, an Iron Man poster for graymatterart.com that is available in three different versions. Mm-hmm. There's uh, there's a white a white background. Uh, there's a cream colored background, a cream colored variant. There's also a metallic foil variant. All three are glow in the dark. Um, what is it all?
1: Use your words. Describe
0: to it. It's it's the uh, it's the classic. Um, Iron Man pose of him like with the uh, right arm in the foreground just say like especially yeah, the ground. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie yeah it's the very classic pose Oh yeah,
1: the, yeah no, that's, that's, that's the that's that's the Granov. right Eddie yeah. was his name Yeah that so was a pose yeah, he did, yes. that was, he did a yes. the
0: movie So there's the regular uh, warm white paper version which is I think um, I'll get the prices later then after that there is the um, uh, the mohawk cream version and then mohawk there's cream. the metallic foam version but all three are glow in the dark.
1: That would be cool.
0: And the glow in the dark bit is pretty badass. Yes. Um, the um, regular edition is 50 US, variant edition cream colored is 70 US, and the foil variant edition is 100 US. Hmm. Not cheap. No. The not cheap. very badass. i the reason why. But all three are still available. Yep. Um, also, if you like posters, um, in Bottleneck Gallery, um, this artist, um, Alex X uh, Zhang, has an um, um, upcoming show. Z H or X-H? It's uh, Z-H. Z? Z-Z. Chang. Chang. Zhang. Zhang. Chang. Um, she's got an upcoming show. What's she? Well, Alice. I, oh, I, would, I, would, I, I would, Alice. I would imagine so. Um, she's got an upcoming show coming up in Bottleneck Bottle Gallery that opens on uh, Friday, June 12th. Online sales start the next day, Saturday, June 13th. Um, her first show was called uh, Moments, so this show is naturally called Moments Two. Oh. Um, but she does really, really awesome sort of like um, uh, character paintings mm. from films. Um, the uh the her first show had um, paintings of Slumdog Millionaire, The Dark Knight, um, Skyfall, Battle Royale, In the Mood for Love. Um, just a quick sort of look give you an idea of the kind of work that she does this is some of her work
1: oh okay oh i think i've seen some of this before yeah i've seen that it's one it's like the, ba- the battle royale check i've seen before yeah so it's painterly yeah um but it's not quite photorealistic style yeah, yeah.
0: it's it's kind of it's slightly alex rossi yeah we'll yeah um so if you're at all interested in that sort of thing and i've seen that one of them um, Krzysztof White's as
1: well. Yeah, be, yeah. A very, very it's a
0: really, it, she's really good, so... She captures great moments. If you're into that sort of thing, I would recommend checking this show out.
1: I like beer. you like beer? I like beer. Well, you can keep your beer cold, or you can keep warm, in the new Han Solo in Carbonite beer fridge. Yeah, I saw this. <laughs> 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 it's, it gets to, it's cheaper it than gets almost to, all your posters, and you can use it every day. It's $150, it holds 18 cans, and you can say it's a hot or cold. So you can keep your lunch in there if you have, if you want to bring your lunch with you. And I think, have you seen the LED light-up thing, though?
0: Uh, no. So it's hand in <laughs> It's a little small. No, I know, I know what it is. But the the <laughs> listener's back
1: on. But it does light up, so like from the bottom there's red LEDs that, you know, highlight like Hans anguished face before you get a beer. I think it's cool. It's goofy, but it's cool.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not against it. I think I'm just I'm just sort of past, past that. No, <laughs> I'm just like, I know. I'm just like, if, if, I'm, I've got merchandise fatigue. Mm. It's just like Jesus Christ. Have they have they not found a way to sell this movie? <laughs> well, you're like this then. I don't know. This guy doesn't need to be. Selling you know, speaking it. of like Star Wars, I mean, like the, the one thing that I think like uh, that, that came up recently that really just for some bizarre reason bugged me what? is that like Andy Serkis is playing Supreme Leader Snoke. Yeah. Like I saw Leslie Snoke, Snoke. S- not Snoke. I know, <laughs> would be awesome. I know it would be, but it was just this thing of where, like, I didn't click on the story because I don't want to know who this guy is. Well, the photos like
1: Andy Serkis reveal, and he's sitting there in a fucking mocap suit.
0: I know, but it's like I've officially, I've decided that that the, the, the Force Awakens, the last thing this movie needs is more press. Yeah. You know, I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, that and, quite and, 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 and you know, it's like the whole thing with the. You know, like, I bring up the prequels, not to compare... I'm, I'm, I'm actually fairly certain that The Force Awakens will be, at the very least, a good film. Yes. It may not be great, but at the very least it'll be good. The
1: best we can... I mean, the worst we can hope for is Super eight. That's pretty alright.
0: Yeah, it's alright. You know, um, but I do think there's something to be se- uh, said about the lessons learned from the prequels, is that... Don't let George Lucas do anything. It, no, it's like... I... There is something to be said about not knowing, about, about not knowing everything. Yeah. And, and, the, and,
1: uh... That's why we only, the movies why we co- don't the, look at TV
0: the, the movie's coming out in December, and and I already feel like I know too much about this film. You know, there's, oh, and if you, if you give a shit, yes, they will be presenting at Comic-Con at Hall H. Really? Yes, and they will be... Well, Marvel uh, ain't going there this year, right? Marvel's not going. Star Wars is going. J.J. Abrams, Kathleen Kennedy, Lawrence Kasdan, and... And special guests. I wonder who that'll be. Um, so if you can't wait, yep. Uh, new toys featuring new characters from the film will also premiere at the con and will probably be available for pre-order on the uh, on the con floor. You're just, you just do, you
1: run characters, you don't even know what they are. Apart from Captain Fez,
0: Although, uh, I mean, Entertainment Weekly did show some pictures and the Black Series, Hasbro Black Series um, version of the, of the Stormtrooper yeah, does look that. pretty badass. Yeah. So and actually,
1: you can actually, there's a company called ASOS. Is it ASOS? Or something like that? They're selling, it's a kit. Like, it doesn't come, you can actually put it on. It's a kit you can do, some assembly required. But right. they're selling, like, original Star, Star Trooper armor and current new Star Trooper armor for 350 US dollars. All right. Which is pretty cheap for a full Star Trooper gear. Like, some, like I said, some assembly and maybe a little bit of painting required. It's not like you have to build it yourself. But they won't be ready until that. <laughs> <laughs> so. Okay. Okay. Getting back to posters. I don't know if this guy's gonna do these posters, but I happened across this and I thought it was cool. Um it's uh, an artist thing it's, it's on BrutonStroob.com, linking post as usual. And what he did was like, he put together a photo series. I hope at some point he gets clearance from tops and actually just produces his posters. Garbage pale kids, where are they now? No, no, I saw this. You Yeah, saw this? yeah it, was, so it's, it was pretty uh, funny. It's, it's Adam Baum, it's Claude Dwayne, Boney Tony, Barf and Barbara, and Noah Body, and it's like they've got the original. Tops, it was Tops, right? Tops was uh, yes. um, Garbage Pelicans, and then it's got like a photo of them now, and they're, they're, they're really fucking cool. They're totally fucking gross as well. Yeah, yeah no, I, I saw this. Graphic the- Barbara is
0: disgusting. No, I saw this. I, I was I thought it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I hope that Tops get involved and actually just do a full one of these. Mm-hmm.
1: Did you watch Come Fury?
0: No, I didn't. Okay, so cool stuff online free mm-hmm. movies edition. Yes, I know of it. Yeah. So yes, uh, it came I, out.
1: It's online now. So if you look at Kung Fury, actually, it's a thirty-minute-long eighties 80s movie, eighties styled movie. It's goofy as fuck. There's a cop in it with the head of a triceratops. They call the triceratops for no reason. It's great. They travel through time in a Nintendo Power Glove and an old PC. It's goofy as fuck. They fight fly, fly Hitler. The Kung Fury. Can't believe no one that joke before. It's fun. Definitely worth watching. watch so you have to The other one that's free is I haven't watched this yet, but I but about found family notes, Predator Dark Ages is also free online on YouTube. Sure. Oh, really? So it's basically a 30, it's 27 minutes
0: long. It's uh, Predator in Middle of England. In, in the Middle essentially. It already sounds shitloads better than the last two Predator movies. <laughs> well, you think the last two I didn't watch Predator movies.
1: I rewatched Predators a while ago. I just got an inkling to watch rewatch Predators, and I still like Predators.
0: No, I don't mind Predators. I just think it's a little bit of a wasted opportunity. There was, you know, a, a little too much reverence to the original. They were trying to hit similar beats. Uh, they were trying to. They were trying to hit similar beats as the original. I really like it. No, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I, for, I mean, it was weird. As far forgot, as Robert Rodriguez, right? Yeah, I forgot
1: there was a Robert Rodriguez
0: Predator movie for like a year. Or two no, but he didn't direct it. He just produced it. Oh, produced it. Who directed it again? Nimrod. Oh yeah. That's, a, That's his name, Nimrod. Nimrod like Am um, Amtal or Abitel yeah. or something.
1: No, I really really enjoyed it again. I was like, this is great. No, I mean yeah. I
0: think it's a solid B movie. Like it's a solid sci-fi B movie. But it's not it's not a patch on what what the original Predator was.
1: No. Go on. Yeah. <laughs> if you'd like to join the
0: conversation, as Chris Havrick says, you can email us at yeah. podcast at yeah. like these people do. That's podcast at com. What do they say? Uh,
1: Gordon Greenroom136 says, <clears throat> Topic to discuss on the next episode. What do you think of ja- ja- James Wan doing Robotech? What do you think of a Robotech motion picture? Robotech's a weird thing because it's originally, you know, Harmony Gold bought Macross and two other TV shows and edited them hard, edited them into a weird yes. mix match of shit yes. that all have transforming fighters, but also completely different storylines. Yes. Um, Which is why it's been so problematic to adapt, because Harmony yep. Gold is the US right, but this movie can never go to Japan or something, because that's the original rights the original shows went someone else?
0: Something like that, I mean, it is a bizarre situation but, um, you know, Harmony Gold made it work I mean, yeah. they made it work I, I, I was a huge Robotech fan as a kid, but, it, you know, like, but Partly for the reasons that you said, my memory of the story is very hazy because yeah. the story is all over the fucking place. I wasn't
1: really on UK and Ireland. Like, all I knew that was that's the TV show that has Jetfire from Transformers in it. Because,
0: yeah. because yeah. at
1: that point, Hasbro were buying designs for transforming toys yeah. to make in the US and sell under the Transformers banner. And,
0: and the, and the, and the, and the Macross jet robot is it's totally Jetfire. Jetfire. Yeah. It's but completely Jetfire. then that Jetfire. deal
1: lapsed. So they've since. Stop doing it. Stop doing it and change Jeff a couple of times. I think if you even gone back and gotten that deal again so they could make a, a, a Valkyrie version.
0: Yeah. Jetfire. Yeah. But yeah. I have the
1: original Jetfire at home. It's a bit... I, I
0: had it. I'm not sure if I still have it. It's a bit knackered. It. Some of his armor...
1: The, the stupid thing with him was there was, like, armor that bolted on top him that wouldn't stay on if he was in lane mode. I
0: got a funny story to tell about Robotech. Um, the first time I went to Comic-Con in 2009, I had a sort of... I had a, a pretty drunken conversation with um, the late Carl Masek. Oh. Uh, and Carl Masek. Of Harmony Gold. Yes. Carl who, Ma-
1: invent- who invented Robotech from the first yes. of all the... Yes, yes. He
0: Macek. is basically the guy who single-handedly... Built an empire of Robotech. Who, who, who uh, you know, put Robotech together for American consumption. And I was having a chat with him. Uh, sadly, he has, you know, he's since passed on. Mm. I was having a chat with him, and at the time there was a Robotech movie in development of Paramount with uh, Toby Maguire attached. Yes. I don't know whether he's still attached. Don't think so. Uh, but Carl, Carl, was, Carl was... We were talking about different stuff, and then, you know, once... You know, like, you, you can't... As a fanboy, you can't, like, be there at con for the first time and, like, be talking to Carl Mace like, without asking about Robotech.
1: Yeah.
0: And he's talking what about... What talk about? his fucking he's, ta- he's talking about the movie... And he's like, because they're, they're doing it now, and, like, I call Paramount and ask them, you know, like, hey, I'd be more than happy to give my input, you know, and everything. And they basically told me to, you know, go fuck myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, that should give you an idea of the amount of care that's being put into this particular product. What? Um No, I mean, like... I don't
1: have any reverence for cuz it, it was No, like, no, I mean I like mean like Sky it's it's wand, not it's not about, it's, like about it's not
0: about any reverence it's just that like after movies like Pacific Rim which I'm sorry I've tried to watch that movie again. That mo- it's a piece of shit. It's not a piece of it's shit. It's a piece of shit. That movie's horrible. <laughs> it's a horrible film. I, you know, I mean the characters are awful. The characters are awful. You know, the, the dialogue what about is awful. robots off- doing this facebooks. Yeah, and that gets old really fast. <laughs> especially when it's all at night in the rain. I mean, at least Michael Bay's got the balls to have his robots fight in broad daylight. That's the thing with Jurassic World.
1: Jurassic World is all daytime because they weren't sure they would make the CG work in Jurassic Park. That's why it was a lot of it as a night. Yeah. That's why they did that.
0: You know, and, 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 you know, I mean, like, you know, say what you will about Michael Bay, but... That guy has balls, and he will. He makes. And sure. he has shown them on
1: Devastator.
0: Yes. <laughs> he makes sure that, like, you know what? I have total confidence in in the CG because I'm showing it in broad daylight. You know how hard it is to have light reflect off a of metal, off of cars, and broad daylight. No, you it's know? pretty easy.
1: If you, it, if they were furry. Tracks, whatever, whatever, so whatever, before. whatever,
0: whatever, man. I mean, it's like that was the the first time I saw Pacific Rim. The first thing that went through my mind was like. Is it me or does this movie suck? And then <laughs> it was you. you know, and then the second thing that went through my mind was like, man, Michael Bay would have directed the shit out of this because I can't see anything. <laughs> Everything is at night. Everything's in the rain. I can't fucking see anything. <laughs> oh, and, I, the, and the other climax is
1: underwater. I get it. Yeah. You
0: know, you know, I'll be the first one to say genius concept. Yeah. Genius concept. And well, I still made the whole and, and, and and I still say that if someone goes back and dubs that entire movie over into japanese not into, either into japanese or dubbed english i may change my opinion on how i feel about that film but as it stands now with the current iteration i think it's i think it's a complete disappointment you know, I won't say, okay, made piece of shit, yeah, yeah. but it, but coming from the director of Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. it's a complete disappointment. Coming from the director of Hellboy, it's a complete disappointment. So, you know. I still like it, I watch it so often. Yeah, I, you know, like, but then again, I, 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 I can't, I can't deal with it. It's not like I'm expecting
1: anything more,
0: I guess. You know, it's yeah. like, you know, Charlie Hunman is the kind of actor that makes me look forward to the new, you know, Jai Courtney movie, you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> it's like.
1: He's, he's one skill talking like this i mean in crimson peak he sticks out like a, the trailers for crimson peak because i've seen them a lot recently he sticks out like a sore i'm guess i'm Mawr.
0: guessing he's guillermo del toro's like stoner friend or something yeah. I, otherwise i see no reason for the
1: well broad promo and Jerusalem after sons of anarchy and that was or something whatever uh, there's another email remind me there's another email i'll have to read but it's not i don't know if i should read it
0: or not but wait wait the reason i brought up like um Pacific Rim what was, it was basically Robotech? to say like Robotech You're is worried. like how do I feel about the movie? It's like if they pull it off, I feel amazing. But there's so many things that can go wrong with this film. Plus, I
1: mean, the whole Macross thing, right? Always has this thing of like it's got the badass fighters, but there's always like a virtual reality pop little kind of thing. There's always yeah, weird you know, like stories going on there.
0: Well, that's that's the anime yeah. aspect, which I don't think they'll keep. You know, yeah. I mean, but keep the badass
1: fighters that transform into that halfway robot and then the full robot.
0: You know, I mean, like. I think this is the this is an opportunity to do a film which Pacific Rim tried to be. You know, um, you know, it's like with Transformers, you could argue it's like, what the fuck are all these human characters doing there? The focus should be on the robots. Whereas in movies like Pacific Rim, the robots have no personalities, therefore it is important to focus on the human characters. As if they can get a writer that focuses on the human characters, then the drama with the action will work. I mean, so but right now main, right now, as it stands, James Wan directing Robotech, I got no issues with that whatsoever. Yeah. I think In, that's a great idea. Because right, James the, Wan has shown he knows how to direct character. Yeah.
1: But even the, the original T V show, right? I remember watching it, it, it popped on Sky One because someone was buy shit, fill it like for weeks, right? Yeah. And we missing it day by day and catching it every so often. But the original is like they find the spaceship, right? They find the Macross, the super dimensional Fortress Macross, right? Yes. They find that yes. on Earth somewhere. Yes. All, all somewhere. All, all
0: somewhere. All. I mean like I'm... But,
1: but when they turn it on, the bad guys turn up, and that's when they have to get it working.
0: Something like that, yes. But uh, they already have to fight. It My memory is control. so fucking vague. That, that I work, <laughs> I mean,
1: and they accidentally, when they engage yeah. the hyperdrive, they accidentally take town below them as well, right? So Yeah. That's the that yeah. So that, that's a great, that's a great concept already.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it really depends. It, I mean, I think that they've got a very talented, very hungry director. Yeah. I think, I think the concept, you know, transcends time. You can yeah. do this anytime. You know it works. Um, really, all that I'm looking for- to now is who do they hire to write it? Yeah. Because it's because because you know this has got to be it's got to be character based, otherwise yeah, it doesn't, you gotta take doesn't a, matter. You got to take that high
1: concept and elevate it with actual content, actual yeah. decent stuff, and actually have characters. And you know, yeah, there'll probably be a little on there that might work between two father and the yeah. thing or whatever. Next email comes in from Mary Lou Freebush. Uh, hello, Ian and Gavin. Don't block my name. I'd like to know which movie character you'd go to for advice. Well, if I was picking Oranges, I would go and talk to Alfred because he would tell me to think of the side. Thank you. For fuck's sake.
0: <laughs> um, I don't know, if, if I, I... Uh, you know, if I was stoned, I'd probably go to Danny from Whitney, Illinois. the top. <laughs> I would not recommend a haircut. <laughs> All hairdressers are under the informant of the government. Hair <laughs> are your areas. They pick up cosmic signals. <laughs> they pick up signals from the cosmos and transmit them directly into your brain. Oh my God. Um, yeah. this is the reason why bald-headed men are uptight. I am
1: sure It's all. I can't believe you remember all that. Um, I'm trying to think. Which
0: Christopher Walken and what do Probably Pop Fiction
1: maybe he was kind of cool him last in the
0: past, wasn't he? Blast in the past. Or blast maybe, off. depending on your on on your uh, social standing, you may want to ask advice from Christopher Walken from King of New York.
1: Yes. Well, I was going to roll back.
0: You know, if I, could, if I could ask advice from anyone, actually, I would probably ask advice from Walter White. Walter White? He seems like a man who knows what's going on on both sides of the spectrum.
1: John Heston's
0: Moses. Basically, you'd be getting secondhand advice. <laughs> 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 um, I don't know. I would not get advice from Christopher
1: because he's
0: a dick. I would not. No. Uh,
1: Jack Burton. Also, would not get advice from him. You know, China.
0: maybe Egg Chen. Maybe. Oh yeah. Next get some advice. Get some advice from Egg Chen. Hmm. Um, actually, no. If I could, I would want to get some advice from Andy Dufresne.
1: Andy Dufresne. He'd probably call you obtuse. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I'll put him in the hole. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'm being obtruse. <laughs> how can you be so obtuse? Yeah, it's, it's like, such a, such a random, what did you call me? It's like, it's like two intellectuals like, the fuck did you call me? <laughs> that's how you reacted when I called you dense. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I was like, for that moment, I was like, no, I never know
0: who Andy felt. It's like when I say cheers, big ears, you just lose it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the first time, yeah. Uh, Our next email comes in I can't remember from who So it says Hey
1: So I read somewhere that Aloha Is like a banana That's been left in the sun too long Limp, mushy And soft in the middle And basically an updated Blue Hawaii Minus the Elvis And at least Elvis could sing That being said What's your favourite Cameron Crowe movie? Mm. I really like Almost Famous Uh, Singles Singles? Yeah I haven't watched that as many times As Almost Famous Almost Famous And the other one is Um
0: he uh, did Vanilla Sky, right? He
1: did Vanilla Sky. I yeah. mean, only for Tom Cruise running through a, a screaming "Tech support!"
0: Yeah. Um, he's done. He, I mean, he's done some good movies. You know, um, say anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Cameron Crow's done some good films, but uh, for me, it my favorite is Singles. Yeah.
1: I saw
0: su- I saw that at exactly the right time. Ex- you know, um, I was. Just a little bit younger than all the characters, but they were they were all like perfect personifications of how I imagined being a young adult would be. Yeah, they were and, inspirational. And um, you know, like for all of their fucked upness, I was young enough for that fucked upness to, to still be cool. Yeah. Uh so and
1: <laughs> Jerry Maguire's
0: good as well. Jerry Maguire, yeah. I mean no, I mean like he's done I, I like a lot of his movies. Uh, but not Aloha. I haven't seen Aloha yet. Oh he did
1: Pro on Twenty as well.
0: But for me, I mean, like, singles is my favorite film of his. Huh.
1: There's actually, speaking of saying, the same thing is with uh, John
0: Cusack, right? John Cusack, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, Nerdist Chris Hardwick interviewed John Cusack this week, and John Cusack seems to be a massive nerd. I mean, I know John Cusack said, was John Cusack said some weird shit about guns and stuff recently. I think he might have said, so about politics, or Obama. He might have said something stupid recently. But he's into all the same shit we're into. I know uh, that
0: someone said something about guns recently. There was some fucking thing where they're saying, like, no, Vince Vaughn, Vince Vaughn, Vince, Vaughn, and Vince Vaughn, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah.
1: Something about Obama, it's something different. It was equally dunderhead. But while he's being into this, like they're talking about horror movies, he's like, oh, well, the Japanese just recently, and like John Cusack says to Chris Hardwick, oh, have you seen
0: audition? Like, All right.
1: No, it's kind of. And we talk. you talk about. No, I mean
0: John Cusack. I mean like. I'm a huge fan. I he's mean, come on. you know, It's fucking, it's say anything. Oh yeah, no, it's, no. Fucking it's fucking grifters. It's fucking gross point blank. I don't think actors should ever be asked about their political opinions. Yeah, I mean, yeah, fine. I know it's like, what I'm saying is like, no, this interview with
1: him, he's, he, he would be very, he's easy. a fanboy. He'd yeah. be an easy third chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Very easy. And he was mentioning, so I was like, oh shit, need more noise than this one. Um <laughs> no, but you know I mean? He was into, like he dropped
0: things that like we were dropping. And he called Chris Hardwick out a few times. You know the nerdist. And if you're still listening, and since we're talking about John Cusack, here's here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, the question that I want you to send us. Uh, since one of my favorite John Cusack movies is Gross Point Blank, which came out towards the end of the '90s, I want you to bring up, a, if you have any interest, write to us and bring up a '90s movie that you feel is a classic that that is now forgotten. Any film from the '90s that you feel is a classic in your mind but nobody gives a shit about it anymore like two days in the valley Like, yeah like two days in the valley like awesome cat like matinee matinee yeah you know, like I, I, I still don't actually watch matinee that's <laughs> one with the uh, drug on yeah you know or more, pump up more you know or like fucking you know pump up the volume or whatever I mean like there's there's a bunch of there, there's a bunch of uh, 90s movies that have been <laughs> very rightly so forgotten <laughs> but like Write to yeah. us and tell us what's your favorite '90s movie that nobody talks about anymore, yeah. or, or, or that is no longer a thing. Back when there were video stores. That's right.
1: Moving on to our reviews. Okay. So uh, I saw Young Ones. Right. So let's be quick. Um, the
0: Young One. Yeah. Can't be helped. You it's not. It.
1: It's not Rick Mail and uh, Vivian and the rest of the gang. It's.
0: Uh, well then, fuck it.
1: So it's basically Microsoft. It sounds say, like a piece of shit. All it's right. basically a modern mean? Western. It's directed by Jay Paltrow. I think it's when Paltrow's in the book.
0: Yes. And it was written by he him He well. also... Um, Jake... Oh, no, no. no. I'm, I'm getting it mixed up with Jake Kasdan. Sorry. Ah.
1: So, um, this is basically a modern futures Western. Right. So...
0: Never been done. I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. It's been... Yeah.
1: So, essentially, the US, the... the Whatever part of the US is, is dry. Right. Um. There's not enough water. Water is running out. So, so, it's uh, like
0: California today. Yes.
1: <laughs> right so, Michael Shannon has a mule, but he, he runs supplies. The guys are building a new water supply line, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's doing that because he wants to try and convince those guys. You know, to on the table. Or, you know, right? He wants to convince those guys, could they possibly run the water to his farm? Because he has got good land. He's got land where you could actually grow crops. But it's very hard to get them to win around. You know, they're working for the man, and the man wants to more and go somewhere sell the place for the corporate farms. Very much like, oh, I don't know, Nestle in California. Right. Um, then his mule dies, and then he gets one of those Boston Dynamic big robot, big dog robots. Are those ones that you, the videos online people like, kicking robots?
0: Big dog robots, yeah.
1: You know, they, they're just like those freaky ones that, like, bounce on their feet, those scary fucking looking motherfuckers. Those guys. Yes. So he gets one of those. But uh, Nicholas Holt is the son of the guy who sold the robot, and he thinks that his land, you know, his land is shit. Even if he gets water, you can't grow anything. Mm-hmm. But he's kind of going out with uh, Michael Shannon's daughter, Elfana. You can still date when there's no water. Yeah, <laughs> they still got lube. No water. So yeah, it's just like trying to like they're living in they're living in containers. They're trying to make enough money to get water for their land. Water is just short, you know. It's it's fucking hot all the fucking time. And it's basically kind of like giant. you uh, Yeah, the uh, James James D- Dean D- D- movie, where it's like he's, movie. He's, he's the only one who thinks that there's actual oil in his land, right, right, that right, kind right. of thing. Yeah. Whereas like Nicholas Holt wants to do something, and oh, the uh, Michael Shannon's other son is um. I think it's Cody Smith McPhee. What
0: was he? Uh, He was in the road. Oh. Uh, He was also um, Ender.
1: Ah, was he? Ender's game. That was Ender? Yeah. Fuck, Ender got big. Yep. So he's Michael Shannon's son. so...
0: He's also one of the front runners for Spider Man.
1: Yes. So um, Nicholas Holt plots. So essentially, Nicholas Holt wants to get stuff, and things happen. Um, It's a good kind of like revenge, retribution water kind of thing going mm-hmm. on there mm-hmm. one of the mm-hmm. biggest problems I have, it, 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 it's interesting that one of the biggest problems i have is that it's trying to have a spaghetti western soundtrack but it does a, it's, it's really it gets in your fucking face mm-hmm. like you can't not hear this like the soundtrack you get these beautiful vistas and like this fucking robot walking or whatever but it's like it's too loud or it's just the wrong type of music at that particular moment it kicks me out of the movie constantly.
0: They needed Chris Nolan in there. Yeah.
1: Any, it's like any, okay,
0: anytime like dialogue you don't give a shit about, just turn the volume way down and turn the music way up. That's Interstellar It's like anytime anyone says anything boring, yeah or anything that he's not sure he can spaces, back up, and it's just like fuck up the sound design. It's no, but this, like, one,
1: this, is, this is like this is sound what what the soundtrack It's like it's like it's all like uh, it's still like brick. It not like brick. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. Still like, a, like those kind of like, you know, weird
0: irregular V kind of things going on. Yep, yep, yep. But
1: it, the, it, Yep yep, 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 yep. But it's just uh-huh. really distracting. Uh huh. yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really yeah, distracting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Um, uh huh, yeah. I'm dancing around the full plot because there are spoilers things happen. Uh huh, yeah. Uh-huh, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, but it's not fantastic. And it's a reason, that's why when we, we were rating the trailer, it looked awesome. And yeah. Then it all of a sudden appeared on Netflix. Yeah. It wasn't really given any shred. It was given short shred.
0: But there were a few movies for a while that seemed to have a very similar look and feel. Like there was an uh, Antonio Banderas robot movie called uh, Auto- *Automata* mm-hmm. that also had that a came in m- here like almost got yeah, it. Out. Yeah, yeah. It, it also seemed to have a very similar feel. Yeah, I have. Actually, you know, I have, I have like they were like it was all it. shot by the same guy or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. It's all that
1: kind of burned-out future. Yeah. Future tech. Yep. Yep. Stop. So yeah. Um. Finally. What do you do? Jesus fucking Christ. When he's doing an interview, I here. This is crap. What I'm doing interview? I'm going to go to the bathroom, pick the nose. fucking crap. So, this week, Jurassic World came out, the fourth in the Jurassic Park uh, series. So, the nice spin on this one is that, like, unlike 2 and 3, you're not visiting the ruins of the old park or the research station, right? He's a new and
0: he's a new I never saw Jurassic Park 3.
1: Really? Yeah. Jurassic World? Jurassic Park 3. Talion
0: is 3. Yeah. The, the Lost World, sorry. No,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> only and William H. Macy is, is three. 3. Yes,
0: I never saw Jurassic Park 3. Yeah, uh, Because The Lost World was enough. Yeah, I thought it was 2. The Lost was... World kind of pissed all over the first one anyway. Yeah. I mean, it was, wasn't was a great so film. So
1: the T-Rex is in the ship, right? Yeah. And it gets into port in San Diego San Francisco? And all the crew are dead, but the T-Rex is
0: still in the cargo hold. So who ate all the cargo? Who ate all the crew? This is going back because to the Lost two. Lost World. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And also, where like, the, if you know, I've only like, seen the Lost World once, and yeah, that right, that's and that's I mean. when it came out. But the
1: other <laughs> thing is, Vince Vaughn just disappears. Yeah. he's yeah. just like say, "I'm going to do something." He just all of a sudden he's not in the movie anymore. Yeah. It was fucked up. But that thing was like, were the raptors on the ship and they the people? Because the T-Rex the T-Rex get out, eat all the crew, and then get back in the cargo hold and lock itself in.
0: What What does any of this have to do with the new film? Is, is you're no longer
1: humping the bones of John Hammond's corpse. 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 <laughs> you know, th- those are the two movies are like, you're going to the research station or you're going to the old pack, right? So
0: ba- so basically, you're saying that we can watch the first Jurassic Park and, and then this one, and then just skip straight to this one. Yeah.
1: yeah, but the 22 years in between. Yeah, you need to be aware of that because this is a loving homage to the original. It is. It is very much so. So the deal with this is, it has been 22 years since the original movie came out. Yes. Now we can feel it. Little... Yes. 19. Hold on, hold on to your butts. We're old.
0: 1992. Turn the one.
1: 1992, yeah. Mm. So, in universe, Jurassic World is open. Yeah. And it has been open for 10 years now. Yeah. yeah. And the island is split into the touristy theme park section to the south and the north they the resource section. Right. And the realities of actually running the park are that they have to come up with a new attraction every couple of years. Right. It's like once they've got dinosaurs, it's like, mm-hmm. uh, whatever after a while. You know? yeah, it's still yeah. hard to get there. Still, it still is a new plan. Same so there's still no chance to escape but for the first, it's essentially three three prong attack in this movie. There's like Claire, who is Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She essentially she was. Yeah. Then there is Burt Macklin. Yeah. FBI. Yep. Chris um, Pratt. Ex Navy. Ex he's a seal? He's uh, expert, uh, animal expert, and he's been trying to train velociraptors.
0: Yeah, the one thing that's been uh, trolling the net is the whole idea of raptor whispering. Mm-hmm. You know, now they very very early on. It? You saw it. Very earlier on,
1: and very early on, it's like no, but they got very early. On, they, they, they all the whole thing. Like maybe people said like the trailers, like did they breed out? Did they selectively the, their genome so that there will be more docile on that? No. He's like risking it working with these things, and they uh-huh. very clearly up front they say they're not domesticated. Yeah. And uh, Vincent not for real. Yep. Is like he's like we can take this. We can take this. It's, he's basically the guy from the company in alien. Right. Aliens. He's like, oh, we'll things. Like, and like, dude, they're barely not eating me, barely. Yeah. So they make very clear that front.
0: So he's he's the he's the blood sucking lawyer. Yeah. From from the first Jurassic yeah. Park. Oh, he's even worse. All right, right. We've got all these yeah. scientists here, and the only one who's on my side is the blood sucking lawyer. Yeah. So then you've got the, uh, the two kids who are just like there, are That's set. my Richard Attenborough impersonation. Yeah, that's awful. <laughs> that the blood sucking blood. That
1: awful. That was more like a That was awful. That was genuinely terrible. Fuck.
0: You're only supposed to blow the, the bloody, bloody doors door. off. No. no. Don't throw those bloody spears at me. <laughs>
1: hey, he gets older. And it was a size. <laughs> <laughs> now, now that's
0: lovely. That's lovely.
1: So, and then you have so the, the, these two kids who are Claire's <laughs> nephews yeah, who were sent over and she's supposed to hang out with them she's a and she's supposed to hang out with kids. Yeah. Those are what's in the mix. Yeah, The the park is Ian Malcolm, Malcolm's nightmares come true. There's a petting zoo with tiny triceratops with Salomon. The T-Rex exhibit, the majestic king of the dinosaurs, the little kid can't fucking see it because there's a queue in front of it and they're in like, a closed, safe space so they can't see the T-Rex eating the carcass. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. The park is kind of shit for these kids. So they've gone past. Yeah, they've gone past whether or not we should do it. You know, in the movie, in Jurassic Park, Malcolm's like, should you? You were so busy doing it, you didn't stop. You didn't stop think, Should we do it?
0: Life finds a way.
1: Yeah. In this, it's like they leapfrogged that argument completely, and now they're like. Uh, How far do you go? Yeah, because Bryce, the Bryce Dallas Howard's character treats them like uh, attractions or events. Yeah. Not living out. Yeah. And uh, Chris Pratt's character is totally. Owen is totally like, you know, working with him. He's got his four. He's got blue, Delta, Charlie, Echo, and Echo, like he tries to like someone falls into that pit very quickly and Chris Pratt tries to use his clicker. He has a clicker like a dog, you know, like a big clicker. Right, right. He's Caesar Milan a dinosaur.
0: Right, right, right. But even that,
1: he's this close to get his fucking face eaten you know? off.
0: Caesar Milan's a fucking fraud by the way. Is he? In in my eyes he <laughs> I've seen that show. It's bullshit. Considering your dog <laughs> was, like, ignored
1: ignored the fuck out of you earlier. So, obviously... Just got to put time into it. So, the big thing in this is, and what's his name? Dr. Wu turns up from the first movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's a The, the amount of love this gives to the first movie is ridiculous. Like, there's... Like, Mr. DNA turns up at one point very quickly. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the, yeah, 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 yeah. And there's, like, there's a hologram thing in the main tourist center, which is... It's very separate from the original tourist center because you actually visit the original
0: tourist center at one point. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. And, like, they have those night visual goggles that use in the cab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah, old jeeps yeah. are there. yeah, well. yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 it's cool. and like the, the painting on the wall when they were eating the ice cream. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. It's all they 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 homage that beautifully. Right. Have you seen the trailer? of these gyrospheres He's like these these sphere ball thingies. Yes, yes,
0: I saw that. Yeah. There's an
1: attack on those that if you're not looking for it, you won't realize, but it's a direct homage to homage to the T-Rex attack in the first movie because those things were like the kids with their hands and feet on the glass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And instead of having the cup with the vibrations, the yeah. mobile phone on those vibration. Right, and right, it's nicely right. done. It's not too. It's not. A, we we wouldn't see that, but yeah. no other people would. And so obviously, the big thing about this is there's now like this giant fucking sharks things. all sorts of crazy dinosaurs. They have this whole buildup of. They tried to. They have to keep doing something. They have to invent. They have to not invent a new dinosaur, but they have to bring a new attraction. Yeah. So often. Yeah. And the latest one is Indominus Rex Right. Which is basically a new type of dinosaur, and it's got this in it. It's got this in it, and it's got classified the rest of it. Dr. Wu put that in there. He's like, "Well, they put what they put in there. To, basically, it comes down to marketing said we need more teeth. We need more teeth. We need terrifying. We need more terrifying. So to make the cosmetic changes, they spliced in some DNA that had some unexpected effects. So it's smart. It's a pack. It's not a pack hunter. It's been. It's, a, it's been living it, on. It killed its only sibling." So it's been isolated entirely. It's, entire it's life. that part
0: in the trailer. It's killing for sport. Yes. Yeah.
1: That's a big part of it. It's not eating. It's killing for sport. It's only just killing for fun. It outwits like everyone all the time. And like every fucking Jurassic Park movie, people who know what needs to be done instantly say it straight up front, and everyone ignores them for fucking forever. Yep. But if you like the first, if you saw the first movie in the cinema when that theme plays,
0: mm-hmm. you will get. You will get the chills. You will get the chills. yeah. And, yeah. Like, and, the,
1: and they still have, like, it is, um, I'm trying to think, it, it's very like Mad Max in that Mad Max took, I think originally when I saw Mad Max, I was talking about, it, it was essentially the tanker chase in the second movie and the train chase in the third movie, right? This is essentially the greatest hits of Jurassic Park as well. Like, you have, this, like, the, the tense conference conversations in the um, control room where it's, like, nice Nedry this time.
0: You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Sorry. The, so the, the, the Lost,
1: the, the, the Lophosaur, the, yeah. the spitting pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. As well. The one, that,
0: the guy that kills fucking. Nedrick, yeah, yeah. yeah. The,
1: the, 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 but they also said, set, they said set a few things for the next movie as well. So it's like, this is the ultimate killer, and it's like, they gotta get the kids, because the kids have gone off the fucking map. They gotta. They're, they gotta I hear them. the kids are
0: annoying. No,
1: the kids are not fine. The kids are fine. Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt, when they're trying to do romance, is fucking annoying. Whoever wrote that is 12. There is some really stupid, goofy dialogue. Like, she said, I mean, an early one, so I'll spoil it. She's like, you know, she says, like, we have an attraction. And it pauses there because that's not what you pause and says, we have an attraction that we might have problems with, is what she wants to say. Yeah. But she yeah, says, like, we, we have, have an attraction. attraction. And he's like, well, that's what we said before on the first day. You know, that and might have, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like clang, it's the, he- no, the-
0: no, but it's also like the first clip they released that, uh, the first clip they released of that movie was, um, uh, Chris Pratt saying to her it's like you know they're animals they gotta this they gotta do that they gotta this yes and out of that's five
1: minutes after the thing I just said you know
0: and out of context you're just like this is horrible
1: in context it's worse <laughs> seriously no the, the, there's a weird goofiness in their dialogue that is like you guys do second round, this is
0: awful yeah
1: Like this is not it's not meat cute
0: but, this is meat bad but uh, that's a small part of the film
1: it's a very small part and, but even that but the thing is it kind of ends on that note and it's like Fuck you! You're useless. You've no chemistry. What the hell? But and there's also. There's but the so movie. But the
0: movie's fun.
1: The movie is fun. I genuinely enjoyed it. And as I, I said, when I hear,
0: nah, 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 you know, you fucking, you're in it. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's genius, but uh, I mean, it's 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 it's, it's a, a crate ah, ah, ah. it's a crazy fucking blockbuster. Yeah. You know, and there are moments. Of genuine nail-biting tension yes. in, in in the and first. And this, one. I'm surprised. I mean,
1: in the UK, it's a 12A, I think. Here it's a 15. Mm-hmm. maybe. Um, this is like quite visceral. Like people get their arms bit off. By well, I the mean,
0: balance. it looks pretty visceral in the trailers. It's yeah. like no, you mean, know. It, I mean, it's it's, it's a to, it's a fucking like full fully occupied amusement park that, yeah. oh, that, uh, that like, you know, dinosaurs go to town on. I yeah, would imagine and, 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 it's going to be pretty and visceral. And into the
1: aviary, which is in the original book, and in Jurassic Park 3, I think, mm-hmm. which is where all the... plesiosaurs, No, mm-hmm. the, the water ones. Pterosaurs. The, the birdie guys. Mm-hmm. Swoop from Transformers. Yeah. Them and the little old one. And that's fucking nightmarish. There's a chaperone who's
0: assigned to the kids, and what happens to her? You're I... like... a of eggs. Okay, Eleven-year-olds
1: well, should not see this. Okay,
0: well, let's let's hit the brakes. Nah. That's not. not. I'm, I'm, no, like
1: the re- I was su- I was very surprised that the, the level of gore in it, like not gore. I mean, as long as you don't show sure blood, you can get away with it. But I, think, a- I think I um, think
0: it's become quite clear in recent years that when it comes to censorship, gore not- is not an issue. Sex is an issue. Yeah, sex is no sex so is,
1: not an not yeah. sexo- no, sexo- is an issue. But violence you can get away with you know blood. Yeah, where you show a, a hat with a fucking cloth but I really genuinely enjoyed it and um, I, I said it is the climax this right after the climax is a dumb as fuck moment there's like a couple of moments between characters and when you see it you'll know what I'm talking about yeah and these characters should not be having moments in any way shape or form like there's essentially like alright governor but it's from a character or a thing that should not be doing that and that happens twice and you're like what the fuck was that right okay. it's like Respect you. It's like, it's like, I'm, I'm trying to think, it's like the end of, I don't know, the last Vegas or whatever, it's like where the, where the, where the, where the, the, the hero psychic is like, I must go to deal with my people. Yeah. Or whatever. And it's like, that's dumb.
0: And he's like, please go. Because yes. I wish to have sex with Madeline still. Yes. Right. Okay.
1: But yeah, so apart from the dodgy, like, the dinosaurs all look great. Right. Some of the dinosaurs look really bad. The herbivores look awful. Like the close-ups to the puppets, they look awful. I mean, they're wrinkly as fuck, but it's weird looking. It also doesn't help that Triceratops is no longer a thing, but I think it works for the move because Triceratops was actually two other dinosaurs accidentally combined. Yes, yes. Um, but like I said, it's the Malcolm's I think, nightmares come true when you see kids sitting on saddles on baby Triceratops. Well, I'm,
0: I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I'll be watching it uh, on Monday.
1: Yeah, that's what i Monday, you're going to see
0: Monday. I'm going to see it on Monday. Monday it is night. It's good.
1: And like, I after I left cinema, I still can't stop whistling.
0: Like I've been humming it the whole fucking I can't do my fucking
1: day. It's not a catchy
0: tune. But it's it, catchy. it is quite catchy. If you grew up with it, it is quite catchy. <laughs> and that's
1: what I'm saying. One of the reviews of, what the other the secondary review I use here from the US which is late. It's right. It's like you'll know. What? About what's first.
0: that for by the way? What? That secondary review Nerdspan. are you, Yeah, Nerdspan. Yeah. Like you um, can plug that shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah but, but that one, because... Like, I had to like they help they help they they stopped the presses for my review on Tuesday for the for Star Wars. Oh what? Wow. Like, they were like, Can you get in the magazines? Like, well I we can have three by eight thirty your time. Okay. So I sat down and put fucking the soundtrack on Spotify and listened to the whole thing while writing the review. But it is a very thing. If you saw it in the cinema, you'll get that tingle. I if did see I did
0: see it in the cinema and I expect to get that tingle. I'll be annoyed now if, if you I don't. don't get the tingle. <laughs> I've in
1: the movie for you. No, I
0: mean... I, 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 I know, I know, I, mean, I, I know. I what you don't know is... Hey.
1: I saw Tonya Harding's return to the eyes. <laughs> oh, what the
0: fuck? <laughs> Oh, what a segue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not finished,
1: right? Tonya Harding returned to the eyes I've been disgraced for attacking Nancy Kerrigan. I don't fuck With the <laughs> uh, golf clubs, right? When she eventually got allowed yeah. back into ice skating, yeah, 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 she was at some fucking competition and she danced to the theme from Jurassic Park because she was a corporate whore, and they gave her the money because Jurassic Park Three might coming out too. Me and that song have a lot
0: <laughs> of history. <laughs> oh, mind blown.
1: <laughs> so if you, if you've listened all the way through, drop us a tweet or
0: whatever. If you figured a- out a way to segue from Jurassic World to Tanya Harding, yeah please email us and come up with your most (laughs) absurd segue
1: yes so if you uh, have listened this far (laughs) from
0: fictional movie to completely non-related real Real life life, real life real life incident please email us at podcast at yapperfries.com
1: and if you and you can also email us at that or tweet us at uh, gavins at gavyap
0: at gavyap and I'm at Prime.
1: no a just mc um But the word for the end of the show for this week, if you listen all the way through, to prove you listen all the way through, the words are Tonya Harding.
0: (laughs) Tonya Harding.
1: That's our show for today. We hope you enjoyed it. Good night.
2: Thank you for listening.